Welcome back to the Consequences podcast with Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. One of the troubles of a living in forgotten town. Wrong, hear the hollow words are ringing, now the chips are down. It's great to have Henry back now for part two. We managed about two years, seven months of Henry's career last time, very efficiently dispatched. Uh, And uh, we're so looking forward, Henry, to looking at the second part of your journey in, in music. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to be back. I so enjoyed last week's <laughs> session. It was brilliant. Yeah, so did we. It was it was a lot of fun. I guess it would be apt to kind of pick up the story with um, one of my favourite bands of the eighties, Henry. If I'm if I'm totally honest. Go on. You were kind enough to send me a, a tape uh, it, many moons ago now, and and this really piqued my interest um, because it's this band in action in apparently the back room of a pub in 1985 okay and uh, I'd, I'd love you just to tell us a little bit about this let me just share it for you <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I used that riff again in Born Again which became a hit yes 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 The reason it sounds so good is that most of it was on tape, apart from basically we had a a reel-to-reel, because we didn't have a band. Yes. Maybe I played some guitar, I'm not sure. I might have just played a guitar, not least just to have something to play along with, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Uh, But basically it was me, Gary, Roger and Russell supporting It's a Material, one of our first first gigs. Oh, fantastic. Wow. And it's a great and recording, isn't it? We, we had all the backing track, and uh, so the only things live there would be, obviously, all, all the vocals. Russell Sachs, I think he would be playing that, probably me on guitar, but you're probably not even hearing the guitar much. I can't I can't remember. But, right, right. yes, it was, it was a Radio Merseyside um, um, recording. Ah, oh, fantastic. And is that near the start of your Christian story, Henry? Yeah, what what year is that? 80, said, 80, 85 at the Albert yeah, in it Liverpool. Is. Yeah, the the actual start where I met them, we might have touched on it last week. It's such a long time ago, I can't <laughs> remember. But um the Christians, I don't know whether we did talk about this. We talked a little bit about the It's a Material connection, my you know, my years in It's a Material. Yes. And how they became good when I left. Hmm. Uh, so the, the the way that I got in touch with the Christians is that John Campbell had heard uh, I, th- I think he'd heard this band, The Christians, who were five brothers that I mentioned last week. Yes. And the idea was, wouldn't they be great to try and get them on uh, a song or two of It's a Material? There was a particular one called Ed's Funky Diner. Yes. Which became a single. Um, great single. Love that song. And and I was the one in the studio who was operating the desk. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was sort of, uh, you know, doing a bit of uh, engineering, learning to become a bit of an engineer. Hmm. And so the Christians came in, John and Jarvis weren't there, it was just me, and recording them on songs that weren't mine. And right at the end of it, I plucked up courage and said, do you want to hear some of my songs? Hmm. And um, Roger, Gary and Russell stayed, and the other two brothers uh, didn't stay. They were, they had to play tennis, and uh, in a way, that, that was the beginning of it. And then we just carried on working 
on my uh, I got a Porter studio. Do you remember them? Oh, oh yes, was, uh, Paul and I both yeah. had uh, one of those. They were such well, a and they were such a godsend, weren't they? they oh, they were wow, fabulous I things. Have... I, I had a little Tascam. Yeah. And um, Paul, Fostex did you have a Fostex? X, yeah, I had, a, I had the entry level Fostex X15, which I think was the cheapest you could get, but still uh, uh, opening a, a loads of doors if you were working at home. It was great. Yeah. Obviously, us, us Tascam owners looked down our noses ever so slightly at you, Fostex, <laughs> didn't yes, we? Because we, we 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 played twice as quickly, you see, Tascam. <laughs> oh, we run out of tape twice as quickly. But it was as well. it was quite an art, wasn't it? I think I used to fill up the uh, the backing track with music or three tracks, then bounce those yeah. onto one mono track then yeah. I'd have Gary and Roger, Roger doing vocals on one track and then that would leave me something for a guitar and something for yeah, yeah. you know a keyboards or whatever and always um, what, the bouncing was just a joy yeah. and, and you'd end up basically with sort of shh yeah. with, <laughs> with, with music kind of faintly in the background but that I mean these uh, so Basically, this would have been on the, uh, no, not necessarily this track, but some of the tracks that will be on this um, live at the Albert tape would be basically probably the backing tracks for the the demos that got yeah. us the yeah. deal at, with Ireland Records. Yeah, because that, that's right, we signed with Ireland in 1986. So at this point, I don't think we were quite ready to send off tapes, but it was all just part of that, right, let's get a bit of live, you know, uh, experience. Right. And, um, yeah, we sent off... Um, I've, got, I've still got the cassette. I, I took there's a Matisse drawing of uh, a sort of face uh, singing with like well there's sort of it's, I'm, I'm, you won't be able to see what I'm on the video. After, I have to forget that I'm, I'm, I forget them on the radio. <laughs> but basically, a very famous Matisse uh, painting, and I put that on because it sort of summed up what we were doing, and it looked great. And we just ha it had Hooverville, Ideal World. Forgotten Town and One in a Million. Yeah. And quite a few record companies said, we don't hear a single here. What? Mm. Uh, the only record company who picked us up was Island Records. And uh, wow. three of those would become top top 20 singles or top 30 Absolutely. Singles. I mean, I think this live version sounds quite a bit like the release record. Let's have a listen. <laughs> That's you on the axe, I suppose. That's me on the axe, yeah. Hey. I think that's not live, that's recorded probably. <laughs> the dot of work sends the out of work man to a city of hope and a home. When one door shuts here, another two slam. This is homeless, this hopeless alone. Row up a wow. row of castles in Spain. Make up a fool. You'll notice the chorus is a bit different. Okay. Cracking stuff. You're the only people who to have heard that. I don't think anybody <laughs> else. Has, well, they would have done back on the radio. The time, but, yeah, 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 exactly. There'll, there'll be a few so dodgy you cassettes how, of it. You notice how uh, Laurie Latham had the idea of bringing the oh oh Hooverville onto the you know so it's slightly ahead of uh, of, of, <clears> of, of the <throat> chorus. It comes in before the chorus, which was a stroke of genius, I think. You listen to that; it's a bit lumpy, but still, it's mostly all there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it same, is. Same chords, same chords. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to ask about these songs, uh, Henry. You've already sort of answered one question by... Uh, we now know that you had three of those uh, five hits uh, right at the outset. 
Um, but the, the writing is so different from what you did with the yachts. Were you writing for Gary's voice and the others already, or did did you have these songs? Did you have parts of these songs before? How did it all happen? No, I think yes. I think once I started working with them, uh, after that initial it's a material session, is when I, I probably I probably did get a, a vision of right. Uh, what should we, you know? What should we be doing? And initially, um, the game of love. I'm uh, sorry. Ideal world was known as the game of love. In the game right. of love. We'll oh, yeah. be free. In fact, that is that on one of these, Sean? Is that on one of the tapes you... I don't think so, Henry. Oh, right, OK. Oh, I'll keep that up my sleeve then. Yes. That's the, the public's not quite ready for that. <laughs> save, it, so that save it for the box set. Yeah. <laughs> but I've still got the lyric, and the lyric was written by my friend Mark Herman, who co-wrote yeah. Hooverville and Ideal World. I think we talked yeah. about him last week. Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah, we did, um, yeah. Big friend of mine. And um, I wrote Forgotten Town... And that just seemed to be like a, oh, you know, a ping moment. It's like, wow, yes. this is what we should be doing. We shouldn't be doing, you know, love, cheesy love songs. I'm not saying that it, Game of Love was it. Well, it was a bit. In yeah. the game of love, we'd be free to choose. But uh, So it kept a lot of those lyrics that Mark had come up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think even maybe even had before you point the finger and hope the th- you know the opening lines of Ideal World. Mm. I should I should have uh, if I'd been central, I'd, I'd have brought the original lyric up with me. But so I sort of basically ripped it apart and started again. You know, kept the the great bits of, of Mark's original lyric and made it a bit. It was about made it about the situation in South Africa, apartheid. And yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, uh, not not just writing for the voices of um, the brothers, you know, brothers Christian, but also trying to get a sort of a, right, where are we, where are we, pitch, mm. where, where are we putting ourselves in, in, in the, you know, in the firmament? Yes. Are we, so we're sort of slightly doing social, social conscience, yeah, lyrics. Yeah, there's and, something, you know, grit, something gritty in there, isn't gritty, there? Gritty, yeah. Yeah. Well, the word gritty, I, I want to bring this up and then uh, I'm sure you've heard Charles Bottomley's description of the Christians as the temptations in ripped jeans producing gritty centered songs in a sugary vocal shell mm. you, that, that appears that appears on on wiki but it's it's accurate because I, I I sort of started to have a look at the music and um, that is accurate in other ways because the the kind of chord changes um, they're reminiscent, I think, of what Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong were doing for the for like inverted commas here, the serious songs for the Temptations, if you like. Yeah, here, here. Uh, yeah. So you're not hearing um, to get a bit muso, and our listeners will be used to this. I'm not <laughs> hearing so many kind of turnaround patterns. I'm hearing chords like oscillating between like the one and the four or the one and the flat seven. That's a very kind of R&B move. It's going on my... Paul, this is going over my head. <laughs> no, don't worry, Henry. I'll, I'll put it into context for you. I'm just, let's, let's give you a concrete example. The chorus of... Or the hook of Forgotten Town, which goes... the kind, It's kind of in D, but then the Forgotten Town bit goes from C to D. That's, that's a flat seven move back to one. And that's a, that's a real R&B move, which... Which you know I, I wasn't hearing in the earlier songs, yeah, so I, I I don't know whether you were sort of subconsciously thinking R and B, thinking the brothers' voices. Uh, uh, you know what? In that particular case, it was a mistake. <laughs> I slipped on because uh, uh, most of it's in minor, isn't it? I think is that most yeah. of it's yeah, gone yeah. down in minor, it's and then yeah, yeah. but if you open your eyes, it goes into a, 
made it was, I said, I said, I'm not sure yeah. what chord because I play in different chords. And it goes from an A minor into an A major on that. that yes. it seems yeah. to what the whole song opens up, and that was yeah. like that was a bit of a mistake. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> I slipped onto the wrong chord and went, "Wow, what's this? That uh, is great! It gives it real lift." Mistakes are often great, but I mean, they, they actually did the hook. Don't ever, no, 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 you know, Whitfield also wrote War for Edwin Starr. Yeah. It's got that same kind of oscillation. Yeah, Dancing in the Street uh, has the just two chords yeah. all the way through. Dang, dang, ding, 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 yeah, yeah, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah yeah, well, I've really again, you're coming up with great questions. That 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 um, or great observations. That song was for meant as film music. Basically, I had the bassline, boom, 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 and just yeah. had that. Initially, I had that and a TR808 drum machine just going and went. Oh, I love this. Mm. I love yeah. this is great. You know, I don't even know who. I can't remember. I went to the studio and I borrowed the TR808, and there was a rhythm on it already. And I just mm. had one of those. <coughs> were they called? What was the bass? Was it just called a bass line, a Roland bass line? Um, don't know. A bass sequencer or something like that. Something like that. Yep, it just, yep. and, it, and it sort of works up. And I went, oh, yeah. right. And I just started playing chords. I went, okay, what chords work with this? And I thought, oh, this will be good film music from my friend Mark Herman. Mm, but right, it never, right. you know, and then I thought, hang on, no, this could be a song. And I got basically the melody line, as you'll hear, is... is Almost just that bass line, no life we're living. Yeah, yeah. And then it opens up a bit. But the chorus, I can tell you where I got the idea for the chorus from, or at least the scanning. It's a, a soap impression of his wife, 38, and in there did Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the White Album. If in doubt, go back to the Beatles. And I mean, not I'm saying that I ripped off that line, nah. but subconsciously, it was only yeah. afterwards I went, oh, God, is that a bit like the Beatles? And I went, Nah, it's not that close. It's but not you're right. no, it's, it's, it's warm gun, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear yeah, it. Yeah, but it's yeah, but like every, everything's alchemy and and kind of borrowing, isn't it? But you'd, it's it's buried deep enough. You'd ne- you'd never see that unless you unless. You... It's not the Noel Gallagher approach. It's like, oh my yeah, yeah. goodness me, what have I done here? <laughs> but I'm the fact that I have got, and as he points to his CD collection, and I got rid of most of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having a massive record collection, a massive CD collection. There are just, there's so much in my head. There's yeah. so much music in yeah. my head that I don't yeah. even, melding lines especially, I just go, oh, and then you have to go, oh, is that a bit like something? Mm. No, I don't think it is. You know, you sort of yeah. you play it to somebody else and they go, no, you're fine, like you've just did there, Paul. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, and that, uh, Mr. Sheeran, is the case for your defence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that was very close. When I first heard that, um, uh, thinking out loud, I thought, I went, but it's Marvin Gaye, because we used to do that in a band. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it on. We used to do Let's Get It On. Uh, the band I was at, Hull Art College, I think I maybe talked about it last last week, with, yeah. uh, with uh, what you call it, John Bradbury on drums from the specials. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to do that in that set. Wow. Henry, while we, while we're still kind of on, on the tailcoats of, of Forgotten Town, can I, can I share a world exclusive? Yeah, what is it? Uh, it's one that we've discussed before, um, and you're welcome to edit this out of the pot, <laughs> but I love it. Don't get me wrong, hear the hollow words are ringing down the chips that 
that's me. Yeah. <laughs> There's that bass line to the four yeah. you were talking about. Yeah. With the Christian string, oh, yeah. I, th- I don't know why I end up singing this. And then we're all in there. I couldn't Lovely get that now, could I? But that note, I mean, that note's impossible. You're doing it in full, full voice as well. Uh, yeah, but it was 33 years ago, wasn't it? I think that was because... Um, it, it was it maybe didn't seem a totally natural thing for Gary or I'm just thinking of Gary or Roger to to do, and I thought, well, I'll do it for now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think yes, I think that was what that that version went out to the record companies, and my singing didn't put them off in that in that particular <laughs> bit. Yeah, it, it, it's good. It's a much better vocal than you give credit uh, credit for, to be <laughs> honest. But um, yes, yeah, so a massive success for the Christians, Henry, and at least what half a dozen hits. Uh, 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 the tail end of the 80s and into 1990. We've had friend of the pod Keith Pallett looking at some chart stats yeah. and we, th- we think that the Christian's debut album containing five top 40 hits was a record at the time. Uh, I don't know whether anyone's ever thrown that s- stat at you, Henry, but I don't think a, uh, a debut album had as many hits as that. Oh, you could be right. I know it was in the charts for a, a year, a full oh, year. A massive, an island's biggest ever selling debut album, and of course, a, a tr- tremendous, tremendous uh, achievement. But the, yeah, just the, the sheer number of hits on there. I mean, half the album's hits, basically. It is. I mean, the see, thing <laughs> is, so we did Forgotten Town. We hadn't, I don't think we were anywhere near, uh, maybe we'd recorded half the album i think something like that i'm not sure so we had mm. forgotten town then right well we've got hooverville but let's you know hooverville was only a few months later i think or a couple of months yeah and then then it was fingers point and still no album so we had three singles before the album came so they had i suppose they had to go on the album right now maybe the album came out just after fingers point it did okay. i think in october right so right. forgotten town was january february i think um Hooverville would have been a couple of months later and then after Hooverville anyway Roger left so that probably we then had to re-record bits and pieces you know what I mean yeah and bits of where he'd been on lead vocals and stuff so right. but it was just yeah I I mean I'd been in the 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 biz for uh seven years and not expected to do anything and suddenly this album I remember mm. Laurie Lathan saying to me you know, it, I think it'll go silver, this album. I went, don't be so stupid. Hmm. <laughs> it went yeah. triple platinum. It was unbelievable, <laughs> especially because we were, I mean, a band now, imagine a band of sort of 30-year-olds <laughs> coming out with something. You know, now they would, sorry, sorry, son, if you're not 18, we're not we're not interested. So it wasn't like that then. And so a band like the Christians could, could make it, you know. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about their prehistory? I mean, how long had that band, with the five of them, I guess, initially been going? What, what they was this, were? Um, they'd been going. I'm not quite sure on actual years how long, but they were in a band called Equal Temperament, which Gary always and Russell always used to say you couldn't get a band less Equal Temperament. They're quite. <laughs> it's quite fiery. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think history has noted that the Christians are quite. It's quite a fiery band. Or it was quite. You're right. If you're in a band with brothers, you're either keeping them apart or you. You know. It, it's just, anyway, yeah. but we're okay now. <laughs> yes. I'm okay now with, with both Gary and Russell. Um, yeah. So they're in a band. They actually appeared on Opportunity Knocks. Did they? Really? Yeah. As a singing group. Uh, and there's uh, <laughs> Gary or Russell laughingly says, "We were beaten by a man playing a saw." <laughs> 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 
yeah. Wonderful. And what were they were they doing like a Temptations number? Yeah, or? I think they'd be doing. They sort of modelled themselves. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn because I'm pretty sure this is that's the case. They were modelling themselves on the Temptations. You uh-huh. had um, Gary could do the low voice. Yeah. Fantastic. I saw them in Liverpool um, Empire, and they were just <laughs> wonderful back in the late eighties. And uh, you know, they, they they somebody would be you know one of the singers, the other would, would be another. You know what I mean? They'd almost Roger had that sort of gritty voice. Mm. Gary, Gary had a smoother voice, but he also had that fantastic falsetto. And um, and then Russell's voice is amazing in harmonies. You know what I mean? It's mm. uh, it was that blend, mm-hmm. and it was amazing that after Roger left, we didn't lose that sound because we basically had Gary you know, doing the lead and often doing a bass by one of the troubles of a garden town. You know, he can do all that, make yeah. it sound really rich. But he's all could do the he can also do a real high f- falsetto. Russell can do a real high full voice, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just sneak in underneath, you know, yeah. and I yeah. <laughs> stay out of trouble basically oh. underneath. Well this must be one of the troubles of a living in forgotten town. This must be one of the troubles of a living in forgotten time. I was going to ask, yeah, because when the three went down to two, yeah, you, as long as there's more than one, it's when there's only one, it starts to get homogenised, doesn't it? But you, you still had, you, and with your voice in there rubbing against it in the nicest possible way, <laughs> if you like, you, you still had that kind of spread as well as the, the accuracy. I mean, what... And we were able to put Gary at the top on a high and Gary below. And, right. You know, <clears throat> but even yeah. live, it still worked live because you basically, I think you had Gary and Russell's voices cutting through, even though you might have had me and maybe Mike Bulger, our guitarist, singing oh, other bits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the, 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 I say, I can't stress enough. Uh, Ian McCulloch once came up to, we did a gig at the venue in Liverpool, a short-lived uh, venue, which I think it's called The Venue, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Matt came up to Russell at the end and went, Yours is yours is the crucial voice, you know. And it really? is. Like, yeah, he just said he, he just loved the way that those high harmonies. What's in a word, which is on the the because I listened to that quite recently, on the third yeah. album. You can hit the you know the Russell's singing. There's a new age dawning, but he's probably about ten notes above that, and it's just so. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. What's in a word? But they're both. I say Gary's got that really sweet falsetto he can do, and you mm. know we were, so we had it all covered. Or I say, albeit live, we it, it had to be changed around a bit. But in the studio, mm. um, we had it all covered. No, absolutely. And the, there's a lovely chemistry in the vocals there, Henry. And was there a little bit of serendipity going on with with your middle name being Christian or something? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, middle name Christian. Yeah. We recorded uh, some of it in Christian Street. The the chap who designed the cover of middle name was Christian. There seemed to be all these strange things going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, almost like there was someone looking down on you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, His yes, time so- has come. Wanted to talk about words in some detail. Yes. That's on the set. That's on the second album. Oh, okay. Which uh, I, I mean, a personal story about words. I was in. You, you know, when you hear a song that you know, you remember where you were. I was in a kind of 
deserted bar in a deserted Tenerife over Christmas. God knows why I went to Tenerife for Christmas with a mate. There was nobody there. It was really quiet. But um, and I heard words. I think which. Uh, so this must have been the beginning of 1990 or something like that. And I thought, oh, this sounds like the Christians, but man, this doesn't sound like the Christians, you know. So, and it was only, it's only much later I discovered that, you know, this m massive melody written originally by Sean O'Reader as a, uh, well, which was set to a, a kind of old rebel poem in Ireland. This, this whole song's got a fascinating history. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was set to just a sumptuous pop production. Uh, you know, when you've got and Gary's, you know, traffic-stopping voice on top of it and, and the video, and perhaps we can go into all of that in a minute. But w what a single. I thought it was going to be number one. It was in France, but it, it wasn't massive here. all over Europe but here yeah. it just got lost yeah. in that end of year but where did it come from how did you come to set that that monster melody right I remember where I was it was in uh, one Livingston Drive North in the flat upstairs above ours where somebody had a TV it's funny people didn't have TVs there did they students you know or whatever <laughs> yes, so yes, like, so you so. didn't have TVs so. watch and uh, we were watching um, Barry Lyndon the film Barry yeah. Lyndon the Kubrick um, film, yeah. Kubrick <clears throat> film, yeah. And that melody came on, and I just went, oh, my goodness me. I think yeah. I might have even grabbed a, a, um, a tape recorder, you know, a, a Walkman or something like that, and got it right. down. Mm. I had right. no idea what it was called. I knew, I think I knew it was the Chieftains because I was aware of the Chieftains, but I, I yeah. couldn't find it. I didn't know what it was called at that right. moment. Then I found right. it was called Women of Ireland, mm. and I just... Oh, I just loved it. It's just the, it's just the best melody in the world. And I was yeah. playing it when we were recording the first album. I was just playing it on the piano, and Laurie mm -hmm. Latham went, "Oh, that's Women of Ireland." I went, "Yeah, isn't it wonderful?" She said, "Yeah, yeah, you should put lyrics to that." And that was right. literally that's where it came. I just happened to be playing it. But also the, the strange thing with that song, because I can talk to you, you lot, you you two are both a bit musoish. There's no yeah. sort of. Um, <laughs> You know, I put it in waltz time, but mm. the actual thing, it sort of floats around magically without being in it. And I know people right. have, Kate Bush has done a version, I think. Yes. The chap from the Corgis did a version. Um, Andrew, mm. Andy, Andy... Andy Davis. Andy Davis did a version, yeah. Mm. And the, all the other versions of it. So, because I, I, I realised, I, and I wanted it to be a, a pop song, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you... I, wanted, I wanted it to be a hit, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's a, basically, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's my raison d'etre. Let's see if we can make this song a hit. So I thought, right, it needs to be three, four, and then we need, it needs to go away from them. So I wrote that middle yes. bit. Still yes. has three. Um, yeah. And we were advised, interestingly, you said about it being based on an old poem which it mm. was so we were advised by prs that it was in the public domain which is why in the very early versions of um the christians album and and the single it says mm. traditional arranged henry priestman yes right um uh, lyrics henry priestman uh, music traditional arranged henry priestman uh, and then and, and then did sean did sean put his hand up and and stick his head no above sean the is, was no longer with us but, okay uh, we got irish lawyers coming on to us uh, and it was really uh, for, for a while i just 
it, after, and obviously it was when this song had become a big hit all over and suddenly mm. this you know this huge writ was thrown at us mm. and uh, lawyers bills going backwards and forth to 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 irish lawyers understandably they they didn't know but you know uh that i we had been uh, wrongly advised prs yes. hold their hands up and said sorry it's nothing to do with us mm. uh, and uh, we were just stuck in court it was just going on and on we go to cork we're playing a gig in port in cork we're mm -hmm. at, I think, Cork Airport, and uh, Padraig O'Reader, Sean's son, I think. I hope I've got yeah, that right. Because he was there. from Cork, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, right, was it? Yes, that I probably think so, yeah. it would have yeah. been there. So we'd done a gig there, and he was there. Oh, and oh, yeah. um, we were introduced, and we sort of had a pint of Guinness together, hmm. and I just said, yeah. look, it's almost like, can you call off your lawyers? And <laughs> can we just agree that it... And so we just agreed, yeah, well, that's fine, 50-50. You came up with a lyric, you came up with a, you know, and... Um, yeah. So it was. I, I I fell in love with the song all over again. But to start off with, it was just there's some really nasty things saying, yeah. oh, you know, typical English colonial steel in the in the press. Obviously, mm. to ramp it up, ramp ramp up the anger and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I just, you know, once I got actually to speak to Padraig, it was it was lovely and just and you know, I was saying how much I love that song. Oh. And what was lovely, I don't know whether he spoke about it last week. Will Young did it last week on, on Radio 2. That's right, yeah. in the uh, piano lounge or whatever they yeah, call it. I yeah, I just could, I couldn't believe that. Um, my friend John Beck rang up and said, put Radio 2 on now. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, amazing. Let's, um, let's have a quick look at the video, can we, Henry? Uh, and and I, I want you to tell me about the... the the location for it too which uh, fascinates I, me i'm a sucker for two guys walking in slow motion just as the dawn comes up but it is a beautiful video i mean it, it what's it about redemption or the spirit Wow. Gorgeous, gorgeous what melody, isn't it? What a lovely melody, isn't it? Yeah. It is. So, so where was that filmed, Henry? Is it looks like Cornwall. It's Port yeah, it Isaac, is. isn't it? It's Port Isaac, yeah. Port is Isaac, Port oh, Quinn. Oh, okay. Which is where we used to go as kids. And right, okay. I'd actually stayed there a month before this video was shot and suggested oh. it because we just stayed there, my wife and I, for our honeymoon. I said, what oh. about <laughs> It's a lovely so place because nice. it's, it's where they filmed Doc Martin. Yeah, Doc Martin on the street that we're, where we're watching the video. Oh, I think you're going on, past his house, aren't you? Going past moment? his house. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's amazing. And later on in our chat today, Henry, we're going to be revisiting Port Isaac, aren't we? Are we? Yes, we are. Ah, ha, ha. Dot, uh, dot, dot, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, fascinating. I tell you what, it's lovely hearing that. Intro. Just remind. Okay, so that's Pino Palladino on bass. Yeah. And Manu Kache on drums. I mean, that ah. the ending. If when it gets all the it's just fireworks at the end, the, he's the, just the, all, the players, he's all over the show. The it's players. Fantastic. Well, it's funny. There's a tension in that recording because. There's such a lot of space in this song, and I maybe I'm imagining things, but I think I can hear those players holding themselves back, you know, until the end because it, it's it, it's a fantastic recording. I just it's just wonderful. Yeah, it is a wonderful. I mean, it's straight, Nathan, straight to the heart, isn't it? This. Yeah. Is there a, is there a violin break in the middle? Yes. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is so that's yeah. Bobby Valentino, right, um, right. who'd also been on the um, Young at Heart, wasn't he? he was in. Well, you did oh, okay. Yeah, okay, we right. got Bobby. So he might have been doing the melody. The melody is that. There's loads of, um, you know, loads of samples I've, I'm playing of probably 
a flute and a pipe and a string and then we got you get the real string in there to give it uh, you know yeah. a bit of authenticity yeah, it, yeah. It, who directed the video henry yeah it was tim pope who did all the um oh, yes the cure there's yeah. amazing cure oh, video wow. wow because there's little bits in this video i know i'm going on about it but like when he when he drops the stone it kind of fits in with the music and you know there's little subtle hints you know uh Tim got us to watch uh, Vim Vendor's uh, Angel. Oh, what's it called? It's all in black and white, and there's the, the lots of uh, people with angel wings on them. So we were taken to a um, a little preview studio, you know, in London to see this film, to have that, have the, um, the, you know, to see what uh, Tim's vision was, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was quite funny when because he because there was all sorts of things where you're meant to think that Gary's flying. Yes. Yeah. When I always thought when I watched it back, no disrespect to Tim or to the vid, because it's still a great video. You're going, no, he's not. He's he's, he's, he's on a crane. He's on a crane being lowered down. But that was the idea. Gary was this sort of spirit. I mean, I love the fact, you know, I, I love the whole thing about the video, but there was just that bit. It was almost like, you will think a man can fly. And it's like, yeah. I'm really sure about that. Yes, but, it was Wings of Desire. Wings of uh, Desire. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Uh, brilliant film. And, uh, yeah, so that's what Tim was trying to do with, with that particular video. Right. Um, right. Uh, wonderful. And um, can I kind of leap leap forward many, many years, Henry? We're still on topic, but there was a great excitement just before Christmas, wasn't there, last year, uh, with the charity record. Tell us about how that came about. Times like these I sit and wonder Lord, it really can't be right and a love like that, so pure and so divine, suffers one more lonely night. Right, well, that was on the same album as, as Words was on, which yes. is an album called Colour. Everybody called it Colours, but I try not to get vexed about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was a song, the opening song on that, that album was called Man Don't Cry, and it was a song I wrote about um, John McCarthy and Jill Morell. And it basically has both of them in it. And so you know, Jill, Jill Morell was the wonderful one at home staying, trying to get keep his name in the public eye. And, you know, and he was just one suffering out in um, Iran there. And yes. um, so, and I don't know whether it was talked about much of the time. I think it may be if you read the, the lyrics or maybe I might have spoken about it in interviews. I'm not sure. It's lovely. I got a, a message off, off Jill Morell, a letter off her just saying, thank you so much. You know. And then when he was released, I got a letter off, off the both, off both oh, of them. Oh, you know. That's nice. It was really sweet. And, um, and then so in December, I suddenly got a call off the Christians, off Emma, the Christians manager, just saying they'd been approached about doing a, um, uh, a song for... Uh, Nazanin Zagari Ratcliffe and where, was I up for getting involved? I said, mm. absolutely. Tell me, tell me what we do. Uh, uh, and then it was the idea was to call it Naz Don't Cry, which yeah. is good yeah. that it sounds like Man Don't Cry. Yes, yes. Uh, but obviously, all the lyrics in, in uh, Nazanin Zagari Ratcliffe's case, she's the one imprisoned, uh, hostage, mm. and Richard, her husband, is is the one at home. So it's like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. I, and then so I said, well, uh, well uh, let's check. We'll, we'll have to change all the he's to she's. And mm. for instance, there's a line in the original song, uh, the, the news that we all wait for, Johnny's coming home at last. Well, that has 
news the wheel with Naz is coming home so obviously we had to yeah. change his is yeah. to hers hers to his sure. and it was like will it work well I don't know hmm. anyway bless them Island Records digitised they did a Sean McCreevy and digitised <laughs> they digitised the tape from that first from that second album ah. um, so we had all the parts and then I thought yeah but you know that mix they were the, they were the 80s you had a long time to to come up with a mix Laurie Latham was a, an amazing mixer and you'd probably spend a couple a day or something it was a, you can't afford a day and to record them um so I suddenly went hang on somewhere I have got a dat of the backing track because hmm. I try and do that now you yes. just in case right. um because it's also it's useful for things like um my song Gray's the new blonde has been used on um 60 minute makeover yes. and um, oh, yeah. who's the chap who did toast oh um, Paul Nigel, Young. Nigel Slater oh yes yes it, yeah sorry so it's been used on those so I always now do a backing track you never know it might end up on a TV documentary so I had a backing track of Man Don't Cry which is great because it meant we didn't have to you know go in and mix the whole thing so all we had to do was take off the original lead vocal uh, and all the backing vocals and that we are on the back of vocals. We're actually singing, man, don't cry, but you can't hear. No, no, cry. You can't oh, okay. notice it. <laughs> and Gary, I think Gary oversang it too. And it just worked well. It's just that we went in and uh, what was lovely is that Richard Ratcliffe and Gabriella uh, Nas... Uh, Their daughter, uh, yes. yeah. Yeah, the daughter, six years old. What, it was, she was a sweetheart. I mean, oh. you do, you just feel so, so much for the pair of them. Yes. Uh, Richard had just completed his... His hunger uh, strike. 20, 21 day hunger strike. Yeah. It was only two weeks after that. And I was oh. saying to him, you know, how, how, you know, how you have, anyway, he was remarkably fit considering what he'd been through, you know. Um, but it was magical to have them up there. And right at the end, you know, they, 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 there's a bit of it on the video. They said, Richard said, oh, well, let's, let's speak to Nazanin now. And I went, that was almost like I was like, was shedding. I, I couldn't yes, believe this course, is all a go, course, gone a bit. This is amazing, you know. Sadly, well, it raised, you know, it raised the profile, and I'm just reading on Twitter today. The people are still, we're still hammering it there, hammering it. Around, mm -hmm. But um, you just think this can't go on, this can't go on, you know. So it was, it was good to be able to do at least something that raised the awareness of yes. it. And you know, to hear a choir singing it outside number ten was just yeah. fantastic. Oh, what a moment! So And I, I never realised the connection between um, the original song and that must be why it, why it works, is it's just a thread connecting the two versions, a genuine thread, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. what was nice is Richard told me that he'd spoke to John McCarthy, you know, he's been, you know, and obviously probably got advice from him. And, and you know. Yes. It was, uh, I, I was so excited, apart from sort of being, you know, wholeheartedly behind the, the cause, to see the record selling so well in, in what? the last week or two before Christmas, Henry. And yeah. I thought, you know, could this be, you know, in the top five or something at Christmas? That'd be amazing. Well, it was it was, um, it was, was fighting off Ed Sheeran and Elton yeah. John at one point, number one and two. It had no radio play whatsoever. I, th I think because really? it, A, well, it, it I mean, you know, it had a lot of, it, what was great, it got BBC uh, Breakfast, uh, Good Morning Britain, lots of news things. Uh, but, 
as an actual, I don't know whether it did it get any national radio play. I know it got played on Radio Humberside. My mate Dave Burns played it, and it got played on Liverpool Radio Merseyside with people, you know, because they got behind it. But it didn't fit in probably with oh come on, let's Christmas everyone, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a bit political. To, yes. and and I think also maybe they'd all, all already got their playlists sorted. But I'm I'm still thinking well. It still could have had legs after that. Wow. I'm just thrilled that it got to. It was number six in the download in the official Christmas download chart, which is that. That was wonderful. Yeah, was fabulous. Fantastic. Wonderful. Let's not leave what's in a word, which is just a masterpiece single as well. Can we just talk about at least that track from the third album? I'll go for it. Is, go for it. Yeah, well, that's the one I referred to before with Russell's yeah. amazing singing and Gary amazing vocal. But that, yeah. that, there's something about there's a new age dawning, and it's just it gets you know get goosebumps. Uh, I was in a hotel somewhere in the southwest when I came up with that. And I thought this is a good one. This is a good. Yeah. One. So oh. I'd be the I'd be the, the sort of the nerd not going out getting drunk or whatever. And I'd have me a little, yeah. uh, little cashier keeper and a walkman to get ideas down, and oh. I'd just be. You know, uh, ferreting away, often coming back to the hotel after a gig. I thought, no, and I just was really because I was, I'd get excited, something like that. I'm coming up with something. Yeah, this is good. This has got to be about you know, um, turning the other cheek. I suppose my Quaker upbringing came to the fore there a bit, uh, a, a non-violent thing, uh, mm, protest. Mm. You know, uh, okay. what's in a word, and it just seemed to, it, yeah, it just came together that song. I must admit, I thought that would be a bigger hit than it was. Well, I think that's one of my favourite Christian songs. I, I think so. It's yeah. such a hook. It's such a hook. Um, you know, when the when all the, all the layers come in for the for the chorus, it's who, who produced the third album, Henry? Was that Laurie Latham as well, or was no, that... no? Laurie did. Laurie did a couple of um, uh, songs on the album. He did Father, and he did Still Small Voice, which is another okay. one that people forget about, and I really like. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but this one was we start off with we start off with Martin Phillips working on it and then so we were basically the Christians we were co-producing with with uh, that was the idea of this third album we'll co-produce okay. with William Orbit did a, three tracks Martin Phillips did a two or three tracks right. um, and uh, Mark Stent did a few tracks so it's uh, you know different different you know different producers and us sort okay. of you know in there too yeah but this I think there's a lot of Mark Stent in this as well okay <laughs> Very influential, all the beats and stuff. Sure. Such a desperate noise. What's in a word? More than you imagine. What's in a word? More than I can say. Once in a while. You can hear such a sweet sound. Freedom singing in your head. In your head. It's lovely, isn't it? It gets, yeah, I, it gets you right in the gut. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, you know what? I wish that video had been shown on Top of the Pops instead of the one that's going to be shown in a few weeks because we're getting up to that point. Oh, I believe oh, something's just... Top, top of the Pops too. We're about to be shown, but it was, we were away in France. So when oh. you see it in a few weeks' time, I think it's on in April, or somebody's told me it's, it's due up soon. Okay. It, we were in France, and it's in this cold, 
dull, lifeless studio. And, oh. oh, it was just, I remember, I think it went down. It was one of those classic times <laughs> where oh, no. the sun goes down after doing Top of the Pops. Because I thought, we got Top of the Pops, yeah. But we were away on tour or promoting. And so, you know, they, they did a special thing, but it ended up being, it was, yeah. <laughs> oh, if they'd shown this, because apart from the fact that you look really cool in your hat there, <laughs> um, the location's gorgeous. Is it Italy Good, or France Portugal, or yeah. Portugal, yeah. And Lisbon. Right. The right. only thing that's a bit cheese well well cheese I, I cringed as i saw it just then it looks a bit like the genesis i can't dance isn't that bit the three of them why did we agree to do that but uh, yeah yeah uh, good well done paul for picking up on that song because I, I really lo- i'm really proud of that yeah, song. Nice one. just before we leave that third album 10cc connection because paul Pellet plays on some of that record doesn't yeah he? paul burgess he plays on still small voice oh, still Right, um, okay. And I, I sent Sean some of the so for, for was it was for, oh, yeah. was that another podcast was that from yes. the one with Paul? yes it was it was with our, Paul, yeah. our third chat with with oh, Paul. I've not heard that yet. And, I'll uh, have a listen. Oh yeah, yeah. And he um he got back to me and and was thrilled that you'd found the tape. What he's absolutely dying to hear though is him playing his drums along with the track. Because you right. said you were kind enough to send me just the, the isolated drum. It was him messing around, Rude, isn't it? Rudiments. Just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you fabulous. can hear him starting to get the idea for the rhythm. Yeah, and, yeah. and Paul yeah. was hoping that he'd hear how it kind of knitted in with the track. But because on that particular track, I think it's it goes down to just him on hi hat in the verse, and then crashes in, da bum bum, but just a little small, and you know, back in. Yes, yes. So there's I some think, cracking uh, drumming there but um yeah it, it, we really well appreciate what we need you. we need island records to um <laughs> allow us to digitize that yes, again please. and we can have we'll have paul's solo drum track <laughs> wonderful um where should we move to next uh, henry is there a bit of a hiatus between you leaving the band and then you kind of launching a solo career. Am I right well, in thinking there was a long gap? Yeah, because so, Gary left in 1995. Russell and I carried on. Um, we found a singer um, and they wanted to call us the, the New Christians or the Christians too. We went, don't be stupid. We're not okay. having that. Yes. We're not doing that. And we did an album's worth of, of, of stuff and it was with Gut Records, you know, who had Right Said Fred and Space and people. Yes. And it was Guy Holmes who'd been very influential in... He was our pr- uh, promotions chap at Ireland for the first album. So, you know, we had a, a history there. And, um, yeah, it never really... I'm, I'm, the songs are, are good. The songs became the fourth Christian's album, Prodigal Sons, um, So when Gary came back. So when Gary returned from France in 2000, he lived in France for a few years, and we got together and we just thought, well, let's do a tour, you know, should we just do a tour? And we just did an unplugged tour. Mm. And, and then we thought, right, well, let's dust down some of these songs. So uh, most of that album is is what what um, what was it? What would we call? We called we were called Dog D O G Delusions of Grandeur. That was right. the sort of that was the name of the project that Russell and I carried on with. Oh. So Russell and I worked for yeah probably about two or three years on that. And so then that became the the, the fourth Christians album, and then we toured with the Christians for. 
as the Christians in those sort of smaller, smaller venues, art centres, you know, 300 plus whatever. And it was just me on um, acoustic guitar and accordion, Russell on piano, and a friend of mine who I'd met at Huncham that we spoke about last week, yes. Paul Campbell on guitar. And we just, and it was, it was lovely actually. In a way, there's lot that pressure of having, okay, we've got a big loud drum kit, we've got lights, we've got this. No, it wasn't. It was back to basics. And I think it, mm-hmm. for me, definitely, it, it, we sort of, le- I learned a lot about sort of uh, how to, talk to an audience and especially now you know i'm playing small audiences and that sort of intimacy i really enjoyed i probably enjoyed it more than playing you know wembley arena or whatever because it's just something lovely about the, the, the feedback you get from an audience so no, absolutely we did that we, we did that for about 2000 to about 2006 i think but in the meantime i was doing lots of production and uh, doing these writing things at hunch and so i was it wasn't my be all and end all, you know. I, I was still mm-hmm. wanting to do other things and m- music for telly, music for adverts, whatever. Well, in the in the cafe, doing some last minute cramming today, Henry. <laughs> only about <laughs> only about half an hour before I uh, started this, we started this podcast. I heard a track I'd never heard before, which I thought was brilliant. Mark Owen, Four Minute Warning, which which you produced. Uh, could could you possibly drag that up, Sean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a massive hit, um, and a, and a yeah, an absolutely terrific record. Uh, did you how, did how, you co-write it as well? Henry? No, I didn't. No, we, we were touring with the Christians, and I I remember saying, "Well, I can only spare four weeks because I'm up at Mark. Owen, I was up at Mark Owen's house for a year working right. on an album wow. yeah, <laughs> story of my life that never came out." <laughs> oh, okay. um, but it was, you know, great for me and uh, Richard Norris, who was an engineer for, um, he'd been engineering, and I'd done some writing with Mark Owen. And Mark Owen, I don't know who suggested that I should do it with Richard, but basically me and Richard, we met up and we got on so well. And we were in Mark Mark's house in the Lake District for mm-hmm. the best part of a year. The only trouble was I wish I'd, been, <laughs> I wish I'd been paid per day rather than per track because... We'd just be nearly finishing with Mark going, I've got a new one. Oh, right, okay, let's start away. So it was, uh, and, my, and my wife was going, when is this going to finish? And I must admit, it did seem to drag on. But then we said, so we got it, we'd mixed it, and he did, um, I'm a Celebrity. Was it I'm a Celebrity? Yeah, it would be that, wouldn't it? I'm a Celebrity. Or what was the other one? Was the, what's the other? No, it was that one. In fact, I only know this because I read it. He beat Les Dennis in the final, I think. That's, what <laughs> That's I- right. <laughs> and I remember people going to me, you are sorted, Hen. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, the next thing I hear is that, no, he's ditching all the songs. In fact, I got a call off Graham Goulman. This is true, oh, yeah. honest. I got a call off Graham Goulman and said, uh, Mark Owen's looking for songs. Do you fancy it? I went, I've just done a bloody year with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that was, that was, that, it was Graham who broke the news to me that all my songs had been knobbed off, basically. Oh, my God. Uh, they, they kept Four Minute Warning was one that we'd, I think two, maybe two songs on his album. One of them was Four Minute Warning was one of the productions that they, they yeah. kept. Um, close to the Edge, you had a co-write on that. Yes, close to the that, that was later. That was, yeah, that was oh, probably okay. a year later because right. his album took quite a while to come out. Um, right. But then, yeah, yeah. It was so, um, so, Henry, what happened? I mean, did did he suddenly have a a crisis of confidence in the, in the material or something? I don't know. I think it could have been the fact that, um, they were under a publishing deal and he signed a new publishing deal and didn't, I don't know, you right, know what, I don't want right. to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I'm Fair probably enough. speaking out of turn, but from my point of view, it's like, well, what was that year all about? Yes, I'll tell you what it was yeah. all about. It was about meeting some amazing people um, like Rob Harris from Jamiroquai, he was a guitarist, Jez from the Doves, he guitar- played guitar on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jed Lynch from Peter Gabriel's band. And, oh, yes, yes. Uh, 
Jed, you know, all these wonderful musicians I met. And it probably made me think, right, you know, yeah, I want, I learned a lot from Richard Norris about production. I yeah. mean, we were there together as co-producers. I suppose I was more sort of dealing with the artist or whatever, but it just so, and, and I suppose my sort of pop now of, you know, um, knowing when a chorus is going on too long or do we yeah. double it or do we yeah. half it. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's have a quick listen because I like this one. Uh, there's a, and the interesting, just one thing, if anybody who's going to watch the whole thing, it actually, because it counts down in minutes, in real time. So yeah, one minute left, of, and there are three minutes left of the song. Mm. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a great idea. Armageddon <laughs> in real time. I can't yeah. believe nobody thought of it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Mark, Mark Owen on top of a skyscraper or something. Is that you playing uh, harmonica? I wish. Yeah, okay. But of course, it's one of my old, uh, you know, Mark Felton. Uh, of course, yeah. Again, Harvest for the World. So right. these, these connections plan. always come in useful, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, talk, talk, Godling Cream. Talk, yeah, yeah. yeah, talk, talk. Oh, wonderful. Talk, talk. Yeah. You, you almost recognise that opening from, oh, yes. from yeah, some yeah. talk, talk. Don't absolutely. So co-written, I think, by Gary Barlow and Elliot Kennedy and Mark, this, I think. OK. Probably got that wrong. I don't think, I don't think Gary Barlow's on the credits. I think it's just... Uh... Oh, no. That's right. I remember now. They took it off. They, they remixed it. And tried, ah. and tried to get a full production credit on it. <laughs> and oh I stood God. up to them. I said, I said, if the Beach Boys, you know, if Brian Wilson had done that and somebody takes a God Only Knows and just changes the drum beat, yeah. that doesn't negate Brian Wilson's production. So but Richard, good fair play to him, he took his name off it. He said, I don't want to, you know, this is outrageous. For okay. We okay. <laughs> found that out later. Sure. Could be Adam Seymour on jangly guitar from The Pretenders, I think. Okay, wow. Lovely fella. Great players. Let's hear the chorus. Great. Nice little production, that, Henry. I'm just trying to. I'm just seeing if I can find. There is. I've got the whole album, and I remember somebody at a Telegraph was it uh, Neil McCormick or somebody wrote something about the great lost Mark Owen album. We were trying to do a pop talk talk. That's we. That was basically right, what, we, right, what Mark right. wanted to do. Mark Mark is so into sort of you know talk Radiohead talk talk all that sort of really? stuff. That's what we were trying to do and make it a pop talk. You know. And uh, it's it's a great album. It's, it's really good, but it's I can't believe you think now somebody would would want to release it, but it's still not yeah. come out. Yeah, it's, maybe a box set, you know, twenty years yeah, time or exactly, something. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There'd, there'd be a Sean McCreevy uh, retrieving <laughs> those reel to reels. But uh, I'm I'm certainly happy to to lend them an ear in the meantime, Henry. <laughs> just be, okay, just between on. you and me, you're on. You're on. It'd be good that somebody has another copy of it because I feel there's yeah. no copies around anyway. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> It's a lifetime of work, basically, isn't it? You know, so when you get down to it, it's, it's a lot of stuff to cover, you know. And I'm just sort of uh, 
starting to enjoy not doing as much. It's funny, I've just right. done that bit where now I don't feel I want to gig all the time, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, just, well, I want to get the next album out, basically. That's what I'm, you know, sort of looking forward to doing too. Oh, you're, you're making one at the moment or writing Well, one? I'm sort of, I'm putting together songs. I found, <laughs> I found a song the other day. I found two songs by a quite well-known writer, Tom Baxter. I found a song. Do you know Tom Baxter? Mm, remind me what he's it, Well, he's, he's, uh, he has. He's had a top. He's a sort of singer songwriter. So it's sort of pop singer songwriter. Really good. And I found a song of his that we never finished. The trouble is, I've got loads of these songs where people would have come up here. So, for instance, like you know, Tom. Tom came up and we spent yeah. a day. Said to Tom, "We never finish it. Do you mind me giving it to my friend Mark Herman? Because like, because Mark and I've been Mark asked the other week, have you got anything for me to get me teeth into? So yeah, go on. Right. Let's see what happens. And the other chap was David Rotheray from Beautiful South. Yes. Oh yeah. We're both whole city fans, and so I've, I've seen oh, him a couple yeah. of times at the game. And he, 2015, he sent me this lyric called "The Height of Our Decline," which is a very <laughs> Henry Priestman type type. I, I could relate to it straight away. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sending him back something really quickly, just of an idea for a melody and a tune, and tweaking the odd bits of his to make it scan. And we'd done yeah. nothing with it, and I just found it the other week. And went, hang on. This 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 is too good, too good, you know. And he was absolutely thrilled to find it. He immediately sent. I said, "We need a middle eight, don't we?" And he immediately sent back something. I went, "Oh, well, let me work with that." So hmm, there, there's man. another one. But the next album is going to be called Beautiful Ruins, right? And it is basically a lot of these sort of songs that have been forgotten. That uh, I'm trying to well, kind of, you know, the, is there any worth in in this song? For instance, on my own solo album, um, at the end of the day, which is on the second album, which was the second album, that was meant for. Uh, the Fisherman's Friends and another mm. one on the last album Beautiful Dreamers was meant for what's she called uh, Susan Boyle <laughs> oh, <laughs> really yeah. well we, when I say meant for you yeah. write these songs and you send them off and just you know you see what happens and that was uh, I think that's the one that we wrote for Susan Boyle <laughs> and then some of the ones you go well you know I can't do anything with this and other songs you go no, I can relate to this. You know, it's it's especially the lyric, you know, mainly the lyric. Yes. You know, can oh. I can I do this song? Of course. Oh. Now, th this reminds me, Henry. You were kind enough to send Paul and me <laughs> what a dozen uh, old tapes, uh, old uh, tapes. Uh, 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 no, <laughs> some some really really wonderful stuff, including some some co-writes with Graham, which we we hope we get round to, to to listening to today. But there was one song, the very first one that you sent us was an interesting thing. Am I right in thinking that this, Henry, is one that you, you want to resurrect for your new project? Let's have a listen. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'd like to put this... It has actually come out on a little, tiny little Liverpool CD. Uh, it's, it's myself and John Campbell. Mm -hmm. From, it's from, from about, It's Immaterial. From It's Immaterial yeah. and Yachts, yes. And it's from about... Actually, well done for putting it now because it's about the same era. Mm. I mean, it's probably about 1999 this was done. Okay. Uh, I sent John a cassette with just musical noodles on you know ideas no melodies well maybe might i might have picked out the odd melody on a piano or whatever mm. and i said uh, i think i said i think a track track one side a i think you could come up with something anyway he comes up with something for track one side b because he gets it wrong <laughs> yes and i go this is amazing this is amazing <laughs> so what you're hearing now it, so he sent it so if you can imagine it went from my um computer onto cassette to John's, where he put it obviously onto his computer, onto another cassette, back to me. <laughs> That's all I've got. So this should sound awful. 
and I've actually overdubbed more things on. I put a bit of brass on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it's got yeah, a lovely. Uh, there's a lovely authenticity, and 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 his voice, Henry, is unmistakable, isn't it's, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a material, but not it's a material. But it's just I'm. Uh, it's it's too good a song for the world not to hear. No, I, I agree. I Let's have a listen. <laughs> to that because that was initially music for a film for uh, Luc Besson was it called The Big Blue or something like that he was doing a film about and the Christians had had a number one with uh, with words yeah and he loved you know we were flavour of the month in France and he came on just said did I have any ideas for music for is it called The Big Blue I'm not sure it was a lot of underwater footage and yeah, stuff yeah, I think and that was one of the pieces I did hence all the yeah 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 and uh, the, the, and synthi- then I the up, synthy seagulls and things, yeah, the whale synthy seagulls and, and all the whales. Yeah, yeah. Well, then of course, if you ever managed to see uh, Echo of the Elephants, which is one of the soundtrack uh, TV soundtrack, the David Attenborough TV soundtracks I did, you'll hear that. And if it, I think I actually use this same piece of music or at least some of the sounds from it in that for the elephant. You know, so check it out. I think it's on. I think you can see Echo of the Elephants on. I'm not sure whether you can see it on YouTube. It used to be on YouTube, anyway. right? Right. Oh, fabulous! And then um, I'm not sure if we're allowed to kind of fast forward to the Fisherman's Friends connection, Henry, or do you want to hang fire yeah, no. on that? No, no, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, because yeah. one of the other one of the other tapes you sent us um, oh, it, yeah. it, it, is, is a wonderful curio, a song that you and Graham recorded together. Uh, we did, which I, I believe you planned for the fisherman's friends yeah definitely definitely for the fisherman's friends it could have been for the fisherman's friends um i can't can't, can't see what uh, yeah, the date, is it the date dream, is. dreaming of, dreaming of home is it, it is dreaming, of home. dreaming yes. of home and and it's it's a it's a lovely song and of course it it connects back to the christian's video we watched earlier on where uh, we can picture you wandering around the the, the village of, of Port Isaac in yeah. Cornwall, which is, of course is where the actual uh, Fisherman's Friends band were, were from. Exactly, and the chap who discovered the Fisherman's Friends co-wrote my album, my first album with me. So it's ah, it, he's, oh, I didn't know. Is that, that the chap from Universal? Uh, yes, well, he was. He's actually his own son, but in the film, he is. So somebody plays him in the film. Yes, but without Ian, he's oh. Ian Brown. He's called. Somebody said to me, so I go to 
went down to, I think I referred to it last week about doing lots of writing at the EMI studios. And so I'd go down and I just saw on the, on the, um, on the board, you know, who's in this week. And you don't know who Kylie was in the week, the week before, you know, you'd see <laughs> Kylie McGill, what? Who's in today? You know, wow. and they said, oh, Ian Brown. And I said, what, the Ian Brown? Went, <laughs> no, the, no other. the other Ian. <laughs> yeah, the other Ian Brown. <laughs> and the chap said to me, you should, you should meet him. Anyway, mm. Ian, I mean, without Ian, mm. I wouldn't be where I am now. He is a genius. He's one of the most wonderful people I've ever met. And he saw something in me that nobody else, even me, even I didn't see. And we just um, started um, co-writing. Sorry, we've gone slightly off track here, but we'll come back to it. Anyway, so so Ian is great at finding things like, if you think like, if you think like the priests, do you remember that band? They were the top ten. And often things like, I don't know, if you see anything bonkers, like um, the... I don't know, the, the soldiers' wives are doing an album. It's probably one of Ian's crazy ideas. Or, or some Winifred's some, school choir or someone like yeah, that. So yeah, not quite yeah. that, but yeah. 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 But he's just great at capturing things. So he, oh. I mean, his big one, obviously, was Fisherman's Friends. He went down to Cornwall, where he goes a lot, and he saw them. And, and the basic story in the film is true, you know. Mm-hmm. Ian, because mm-hmm. uh, I'd already started working with him when he, when he discovered them. So I was in the sort of picture... Uh, with other people who Ian knows and has written with. Ian, in fact, Ian wrote one of the, the opening track on Love and Work, Graham's album. Oh, so oh, there, oh. there was a link with it, me, Ian and Graham. So Ian said, right, you, um, you, know, you and Graham have a go at writing a song for The Fisherman's Friends. It didn't get onto the film, but um, mm. apparently I've got one on the new film. So that's, oh, that's, that's nice. made. I only heard oh, that the br- other week. Brilliant. And, uh, that's made and, and hopefully we can hear this one uh, realised on, on a new release Yeah, and as what's well, lovely Henry. on this, I, I hadn't, until I listened to it recently, I hadn't realised... It's me and Graham both singing it. How was I allowed? How did I do that? And I get the first verse. Yes. That's outrageous. And, and, and it's a decent vocal, to be fair. <laughs> let's, well, let's, have let's have a have listen. A listen. Yeah. Let's have a listen. The cold sea is silent. The wind it don't blow. The fish, they ain't biting. The sun's sinking low. And my spirits need lifting. So here I am dreaming of home. We've been out here forever, well that's how it seems Gets a man thinking about what it all means Oh my spirits need lifting, so here I am dreaming of home It's Peters and Lee (laughs) Dreaming (laughs) of home, where my heart belongs And the feeling strong, where I'm bound to be I'm heading home, at the water's edge She'll be waiting for me Oh, it's, it's lovely, and it's, this should have been in the film. They could have, they could have sat in the, in the little pub there, swinging their pint of tributes. We really did, we really did oh. get into the into the sort of thing of right, you know, there's out. She's waiting at home for him, and he's at sea, and you know what I mean. We just we really got the got the feel of it. Now I'm proud of that song. It was, uh, but it, it just. A lovely to have actually been singing on a song with her. I can almost date it actually, probably because of my accent on there. Because I'm, okay. I'm still a little bit on the first time where I was, hey, home, and yeah, bit Dylan and bit American, and then I brought it back over this side yeah. of the Atlantic. So I now <laughs> mentioned, I put, you know, winter becomes winter rather than winner. Yeah. And there's a song on there's a song that the uh, last mad surge of youth which was the album title and it was now it's the autumn and w- when i initially did it it was the autumn autumn before the winter well winter oh i did say winter but i went autumn uh-huh. 
And then I had <laughs> uh, this girl sing backing vocals and she sang, oh, don't she, she backed, she did what I did, which is great. And, and then I came, uh, you know, I don't know, for a couple of months later, I should, I shouldn't be doing autumn. I should be saying autumn, <laughs> you yes. know. So <laughs> I, what I had to do, so I did my bit, oh, I re-sang my, I see autumn before the winter. What was I going to do about uh, the backing singer? Hang on, I'll find a tea from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the feeling of I got of great, I didn't have to get back in touch with them. I put the teas in every time. Autumn before the winter. I think I might have probably got it from the winter. I think. Oh, yeah, right. fantastic! And it worked. On the on dreaming a home. Sorry, Sean, to interrupt. That there's another layer there. I think um, there's a sort of. Um, you know, there's a kind of cross metaphor between fishing and songwriting. I was looking at the lyrics here. You've got like, we've been out on uh, the sea is silent, the fish they ain't biting. We've been out here forever. I can picture the two of you, mm. uh, you know, fishing for songs. In other words, lovely, yeah. lovely. Uh, that that wasn't many. Might have been subliminal. You know, we didn't yeah, realise. Maybe that. maybe <laughs> subliminal. It just <laughs> kind of came across. The picture of the two of you out on a boat, you know, looking for these songs. It was because, of course, the first song that we, we played last week was that one, the call which was about our situation. You know, we come mm. from, like, was it, we come from every, it was all basically about us songwriters all yeah. meeting. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. a very yeah. interesting point there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's always something if you, if you look for it. Fabulous. But, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and stylistically that, that tune Henry is, is very reminiscent of, of a lot of the stuff on your last sort of two or three albums, which we'd like to come on, onto a, a bit later. Um, but can we cover a little bit of the other record production that you did? Um, perhaps in, yes. in, in the 90s and noughties? Well, I was sort of doing bits of, I mean, again, 90s and noughties, it was a case of just keeping those plates spinning mm. by any means, right, bits of production, an advert for, I don't know, you know those dodgy insurance ads you see on uh, <laughs> ITV3 in the afternoon? They're probably yeah. me, or they were. <laughs> what, well, the, the, com, the compo ads, is that the ones you, you yeah, Well, no, yeah, no, there are particular ones I've got. I might send you yeah. them at some point. N but things like that, and I was doing bits of production, bits of co-writing, bits of session work. I did an Echo and the Bonnie Mentor European tour. Ah. So I was just buying them in, and, and I was worked with um, the girl called Marilena Buck, Marley Buck, who was on, um, yeah, Fame Academy. So we did a whole oh, okay. album with her. It got shelved. Um, it looked like it was going to be done, you know, amazing. And we worked on that for about a year and, it, and nothing happened with it. But oh. she's doing great now. She's wonderful. She's doing doing a lot of sort of top line hits for, you know, pop pop songs. I worked with Amy Wodge, another person who'd go on to do incredibly well because I produced her second or third album. We produced myself and Guy Batson, my friend, we produced it here in this. This would be where she'd be sleeping. Mm. <laughs> there used to be a bunk bed there. And... Um, it's great, lovely little album. And, of course, Amy would go on to meet a young chap called Sheeran. Uh, his first EP was Songs I Wrote with Amy. And now Amy is, has had songs. I think she had the biggest song of 2018, was it? Thinking Out Loud. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sheeran. Yeah, so um, I don't hear quite so much from her these days. <laughs> She's usually hanging with Stevie Wonder or in Nashville or something like that. But, yes, it was a, an enjoyable time. I mean, you just... The more you do it, the more you learn. You know, I I then brought that to bear. What my sort of production put my production head on when when I started working on my own album. Yes, yes, mm. um, and um, I, I've got something that hopefully will will make you feel proud, uh, Henry. I hope it doesn't make your toes curl. Um, but I came across this little clip uh, the what? other day. It's I'm uh, intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> BBC Breakfast. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Okay, let's... Uh... There are some things for which you're never too old. In the case of our next guest, it was bringing out his first solo album at the age of 53 and then being told off <coughs> by his mum for swearing on it. Henry Priestley, <laughs> found fame and fortune with the band The Christians in the 80s and 90s, has been described as the grumpy old man of music. So something <laughs> in common with him. Now, after 30 years of trying, he's finally finding success as a solo artist. Henry is here. First, is, here's his current single, Don't You Love Me No More. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was on BBC Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and a bit later in this, I play uh, the other song, which was probably most well-known song from that album, which is Grace and You Blonde. Yeah. And um, I played just on ukulele. And when I pick up the ukulele, I have no idea whether it's in tune. She just, they just, <laughs> oh. she, is she called Natasha Kaplansky? Yes, she was lovely. Right. She absolutely, and she, at the end of it, she went, oh, I'm bringing a And I just pick it up. I'm thinking, I didn't even bother to tune it. I go straight <laughs> into it. And then it's always, especially under the lights and everything. That's I know. The, the, not, well, oh, how young he looks. Hey, look at yes. that. And, and you're only 53. Yeah, I'm Probably ukulele sales go. are going through the roof. Yeah. I don't know why. Listen to Shall look I do at what you yes, please, yeah. Okay, this one's called, this is from the album. This is from my wife. Up, uh, we've managed to stay together for 30 years, <laughs> and this is called Grey's oh. New Blonde. Great when tune. When I first met you, petrol was cheap. <laughs> so was the company. Luckily, the ukulele can take a bit of out-of-tuneness. Yes, yeah. but yeah. It's, clo it's close enough for jazz. Yeah. I know about how to snip a song down from, you know, yeah. just get yeah. to the chorus, and it's on TV. Yeah. She loved it. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and what a what a line as well. Grey is the new blonde. Oh, I, um, well that came that that came from that was another one that I wrote with Ian Brown, but, but he's under his name Tom Gilbert. Uh, I had uh, a sort of country type one. Of, you mentioned last week about my sort of country leaning, but it was a sort of one more bite of the cherry, one more kip from the vine, you know. Yes. And yeah. then Ian came in. It was his birthday, and he had a, a card. And he went, and it said, Grey's the New Blonde. Oh. And we both went, oh, that's a good title. And I went, <laughs> I went, but hang on, I've got something. Can we try and merge the two? It seemed to be. And and you know what? It really, it didn't seem like it was going to make it on the album. Ian wasn't too too impressed with it. And I went, right. leave it with me. I've got, I've got, I had a vision. Because uh, it is basically the same chords in the verse and the chorus, and it, and then I came up with a middle eight. But then I think the real crucial one is, is um, Peter Witt. If, if we got a chance to just to play a tiny little bit of the actual production that we did, it's Peter Whitfield on strings, who again was somebody who I've known for years. He did the strings on Still Small Voice that we we, we spoke about earlier from yeah. the third Christians album. He did, oh, he's just done, he did stuff on... Mark Owen's album, I think. Yes, okay. he did. Yeah, yeah. and he, he did, did stuff on loads of stuff. Brilliant. Is this, is this the one man string section that you mentioned last week? Yes, it yes, did. he did. Because there's a look. Um, the Lost in the Shadows of Love. That was him as That's well. That's it. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. again. I mean, he just the old. You know, you can't polish a turd. Well, you can with Peter's <laughs> with Peter's string arrangements. Just, I mean, it took Grace and New Blonde into a different stratosphere. It really did. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'd, I'd love to play a little bit of this because I think I think this is a real. It really grabs my heart. This tune, Henry, and, and the arrangement um, and the arrangement just makes it doubly more affecting and poignant i think uh, and, and the thing is the interesting thing is you get that opening line where people think it's going to be a comedy song yes yes when yes. i first when i first met you petra was cheap and then you realize it so you it dawns on you oh 
Oh no, this is a really heartfelt, poignant song. A little bit of backwards piano there. Mm. Mm. Nice. When I first met you Petrol was cheap So was the company It's got the American voice a bit When I first <laughs> I chose yeah. to keep It fits though It fits, it works okay, yeah You saw something in me That guitar is the guide guitar and I could never get it sounding You just, said it was just, fake I just, I love the feel and I never got it right again so I said, leave it on I'm, right, right, I'm still feeling it Just wait for the strings to come in Every time we take one more bite of the cherry, one more yeah. sip from the vine, you're extraordinary, you get better with time. So don't cry to the mirror as the pages get turned. Cause Gray's the new blonde, as far as I'm concerned. And the strings change on each chorus and they just get bigger at the end. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, Wonderful. I mean, I when I first heard this, Henry, I mean, you were kind enough to Petrol send me a cheap. backstage. Yeah, I, yeah, well, it certainly was. Bloody <laughs> well, true. Hell. Very, yeah. very apt. Yeah, um, but I, I had no idea that that would be one one chap on the on each of the string instruments. Yeah. What, what, you know, what an effect. Beautiful, beautiful. What's interesting, I mean, this is like a third persona, a third act, certainly, isn't it? But it, three acts that sound completely different. I mean, yachts, Christians, and now you, I guess, with everything else stripped away. It, it, it's it's interesting that it... I know it's a different voice, uh, obviously, to what the Christians had, of course, but it's a different songwriting voice as well. Although there's a thread, you're hearing something completely different, which is interesting, you know? Yeah, I th again, I, th I think it's from that very first song that when Ian Brown and I started writing together which was called Old yeah. and the same ah, age that my father was that, the was, first one? that was the right, first okay. one we did and it was that okay. was a bit like a I th it was funny actually because I said an hour ago or how long have this podcast been going on I <laughs> <Yeah>. said uh, <laughs> how Forgotten Town was a ping ding moment right, right. Old was exactly the same so I've been having for uh, five, maybe seven years, people coming up writing songs, and we were writing for other people. You know, right. we were writing, trying to get hits. And then Ian comes up, and um, we meet up, you know, he comes up in the... I, mean, I only met him once before, just for a quick drink, and he comes up. Mm. And um, we just started writing the, this this song, Old. And it's like, I, I'm thinking, right, well, well, we'll get this to Nashville. You know, it, it, mm. we're writing a song for Nashville. Mm. And then it became apparent <laughs> on day two when we'd written in the next day, that I was going to have to sing it. And I went, I don't sing. I can't sing. I've not sung, sing, sung since Yachts days, you know. And then, yeah. and I saw, I, first off, the very first verse, when I first met you, Petru, <laughs> you know, it was almost would have been like that. And then I gradually got confidence, more, more yes. and more confidence throughout the song. And that, in a way, gave me and Ian a vision. So, like, funny, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, Yachts, we had the vision of, like, you know, that garage punk with, with rye lyrics. Yeah, to Christians was like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Christians was social comment, big harmonies, you know, big, big production, big, big choruses. Mine is a bit of the rhinus that would be on in yours yes. and some yeah, lyric it comes back, Yeah, because like, you, you're definitely self-referential, aren't you? Self-deprecating. Yeah. Loads yeah. of kind of 
kind of a, a nod and a wink to to you being old in inverted commas. Um, Absolutely, which I yes. really like. It's almost like a concept album to being a you know on the way there sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it was Johnny Walker who said it's songs for grumpy old men, which yeah, is isn't yeah. a bad isn't a bad thing to say. I mean, definitely, there's more poignancy in than grump, but there's a bit of grump <laughs> yeah. in there. But there's also a lot of humour as well. And and I one of my favourite tracks on that album is is this one. Uh, <laughs> I had to wait there to see which one because I love that wind sound. I yeah. use that on loads of songs. Yes. Did I fight in the punk wars for this? Yeah. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> which leads us right back to kind of 1977. So yeah. long yeah. ago. So long ago. I got <laughs> slow. <laughs> oh, you know who you sound like on this, Henry? Neil Innes. Really? Yeah, that'll do me. I mean, just have a listen to the way he sings. It's sort of clipped, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just reminded me of him. As the innocence gave way. I mean, it, this mentions my art college. You know, we cut off our hair, took in our flares. Yes, it mentioned yes, suffice to say. Yeah, yeah. We call this the shit, piss and bastard song because it has those three words in it. Shit, piss and bastard, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, oh, there we go. There you go. We do it. We used to do it at this house gig, and uh, the kid, there used to be the kids there, and so we'd we'd all just turn to poo or all just turn to muck. And they, the next time we came, they insisted we do the full work, the proper work. They're old. They're ten and eleven. It was like, well, you'll have to ask your dad. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. This is, um, again. I I think you're hitting. The, the kind of recent half man half biscuit zeitgeist with this, where yes. it's kind of there's a lot of folk and country in it. That the, yeah. the lyrics are wry and, and and bloody funny, but there's a real heart. Do you know what I mean? There's something yeah, yes. very kind of likable uh, and sometimes very very direct about the lyrics. So I think you and Nigel Blackwell have got a lot in common, Henry. Yes, we're probably yeah. I'd not write, yeah. I love that. Um, what's it? The, the light of the. Light at the end of the tunnel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cl- I love that. that. What a great song. Yeah, brilliant. Did I fight in the punk walls for this? Doesn't it yeah, even brilliant. have a little nod to a boredom by the buzzcocks in the middle? Does it? Do I do it for? Oh, just after probably. this, if it is. We're just coming up now. Okay. Is it? I know I meant to. Oh. oh no! A bit of flangy, a bit of flangy yeah. phase, yeah. Proper tape phase. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Maybe. I must have chickened out. <laughs> but it was worth hearing for the phasing. Yeah, we did yeah. that. Um, Dave, Dave Wrench, the uh, chap who mixed it. I said, "Can we do real tape phasing? You know, like <laughs> they do on Ichiku Park." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not enough phasing in pop. No. John Savage once has made me up a, a cassette of, of all, all because he lives about ten miles away of all the best sort of tape phase songs. There's some oh, crackers out there. Good concept. Well, yeah, I tell you what, you, you just need to listen to my old cassette collection, uh, Henry. There's a lot of accidental yeah. phasing going on in that bunch of shit. I tell you. The good thing about those, yeah, I was going to say the good thing about those songs, you can almost hear the audience hearing them. I mean, they're tailor made to be sung to an audience uh, and a kind of moderate-sized audience, if that makes and sense. And the audience to sing them back, you know what yeah, I mean? Can, yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm big at that. I go, right, this yeah. is 
and you get things. Um, that's why I say, I said it before, I, I'm loving playing to the sort of size of audience I play to now, and especially house yeah. gigs and things. It's just, you just know, wow, this is this is going to go, you know, obviously Grey's and New Blonde, you don't want them singing on that. But <laughs> did I find in the, come on, everyone, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. It's, the, uh, it's the kind of utility of, well, what is folk music really, isn't it? Yeah, so, um, so those two tracks from the Chronicles of Modern Life, uh, album Henry, and then uh, your next one was it Last Mad Surge of Youth? Your next yes, project, yes, it was. Yeah, uh, any any tracks that you'd like to highlight for us from that one? Uh, well, I think uh, there's probably two. Tr- well, there's there's, a, there's quite a few half decent tracks on there. Valentine's song does quite went quite well, but as we've tried to touch on that because it's another three four uh, another waltz time song. But there's uh, the actual title track is quite interesting. It's, it's written by myself and um Paul Simpson from the Wild Swans. Oh okay. I yes. had I had the chorus and I you know had a, a bit of a, quite a bit of the verse, obviously the bit like uh, the hair on my head and stuff that that's that's obviously me. But then Paul can come up with things like the hoarfrost before the the snow, you know. Mm-hmm. The um oh he, that's he, a nice he, line, isn't it? Oh it's beautiful line. Yeah. I could never come with that. I come up with a sort of slightly wry cheesy mm. ones <laughs> and he comes up with the beautiful ones, yeah. you know. Days are getting shorter. He's come back to England. Shorter. Yes. Closing in. And just like the hair upon my head, this joke is wearing thin. Remember when life came on like an avalanche. When it filled my every pore. Though it seems a hundred years ago, I'm still holding on for more. So let's see how autumn gets on here. (laughs) (laughs) And now, it's the autumn before the winter. (laughs) The candle is burning low. What am I heading into? And who knows where all Lovely. I'm much more confident with my voice on this. I can hear oh, from you. Can I hear mean, it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can hear it. Chronicles. Oh, was, I'm, I'm yeah. not disparaging Chronicles and my voice on Chronicles, but I'm just more confident. I've I've gigged for probably for three years since Chronicles came out, uh, and I'm yeah. It's just confidence. Yeah, and, and the, I'm yeah. singing in more my own. I mean, it's still obviously we all sing with a little bit of an American accent. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. But, and, and there's like, a roundness and a warmness to your voice on this. Uh, yes, Henry, that's, yeah. That's, 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 Come through, which I think. Is I always really do lovely. my vocals first thing in the morning, because <laughs> you get that. No, I do. You get this, like, real. Do you really? Yeah. Oh crikey, I'd never dare do that. Well, yeah. because you, you get sort of a richness, the tuning can be a bit dodgy, but <laughs> I've never been one. The for phlegm tuning. is a bit of a problem too. Didn't but, uh, Didn't Joe Strummer once sleep under the piano or something? Uh, so he actually they woke him up and he recorded his vocals first. You know, as soon as he woke up. I, uh, I try that, not to speak to anyone, so you're getting that really. Uh, I don't do it so much then, but definitely on 
Chronicles that did it, and I think on, I, I could hear it on one particular line now. I went, ah, he's gone for the early morning one on this ah, one. Ah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, c- c- Brilliant. Can we actually hear a bit of We Used to Be You, Sean? And uh, that we sort of half cued it. and then, Of course, and... of course. Yeah, yeah this is uh, the one yeah. that Mark Herman did the video for. and it's Oh, yeah, let's see this. Fabulous please. video. Ross, please don't tell me that you're having the best time of your life. Graham's on bass, of course. Oh, right. Yeah, we're Didn't happy for you, but you could lie. Now that would be quite nice. We'll see you in the summer for a few days if you can. If you get no better offer and it fits in with your plan. Don't forget to call your mother, but if you do, she'll understand. We'll understand. We used to be you hmm. We used to be you <laughs> We know what it's like But it's so hard to say goodbye One day you'll go through this too I hope we're there when you do It's a lovely video, isn't it? It's great. Oh, we, sh- we should point yeah, our listeners oh. to, to, not to that particular section yeah. where we saw some guys ask, but apart from that, it's a very, it's a very, no- it's, it is a lovely it video. It really is, and it says it all. You, you try telling the young people of today that, and they, <laughs> they, they won't believe you. There's a picture of my daughter's room there. Yeah. yeah. You can tell it was made by a proper filmmaker, can't you? Yes. yes. You really can. Um, lovely stuff. I was it's just, I was just saying, I was saying who, who did the brass on that, because I've got, um, Beach Boy, you know, uh, Brian Wilson's uh, Probin. Probin. Probin Gregory. Okay, He plays French horn, I, I seem to recall. Or trumpet, yes, he and... plays French horn. He's, he's actually not on that. I saw that was Tim Hutton, a friend of mine from Leeds. But um, oh. he's on, I'm sure he's on one of the tracks, if not two, and he's on one on the uh, the album after that. Yeah. Okay. Quite, how, you know, to get the Beach Boys. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and he's such a lovely guy as well, Proby. Oh, I met him when he, when he came when they came to to Liverpool. You know, we'd not met. He'd, he'd done Tree's tracks for him. We finally met. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, nice. he's the ultimate multi instrumentalist. You know, he, oh. he's piano, guitar, guitar, uh, brass, theremin. You know, you yeah. name it. It's, it's incredible. It's just, it was great. And at that point, he was. Um, a hundred dollars, you know, for a track, and you go, <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> that's ridiculous!" Wow. Uh, and so, what you do is, I'd actually do the sort of the arrangement. He, you know, he doesn't. He, he prefers it if you give him the arrangement because I said, "Could you solo or could you could you do?" Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I just do it on a dodgy, you know, trumpet sample, and he recreates it, and it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, fabulous! And that fabulous. was Tim. Tim did that one, and it was Tim Hutton, and it was uh, that's a lovely arrangement on that too. Great stuff. Of course, you tie that. That has a killer line. You tie that. You tie both generations together with. I can't remember the lyric now. Is it? We hope you'll go through this too. We hope we'll be there when you do. I think I've mang- I've mangled mm. that, but you, you kind of. It, it kind of telescopes time another generation forward, and that's the kicker, really. I like I like that line. With that line, I think I might have referred to this again. I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but that was one where me and Ian 
uh, we just, in, I, well, I definitely, I think I told, said last week how I'm a, I'm a real stickler and I don't, you know, I'm like a dog without action. Hmm. This isn't quite right. We need to, we can work on, we, let's get the killer line. And we, yeah. we just worked yeah, yeah. and worked and worked on a bit like the, you know, you hear about uh, faulty towers where they just worked on it again and again. Yeah, yeah. If there's something, it'll stick in my craw. And I know I'll put, if, if it's wrong, it'll go on an album and I'll go, why didn't, why did that line, why didn't I change that line? Mm, you know, yeah. I still do. I'm still probably a very, well, it was, well, it was worth, it was worth, it was going worth the it on that one. for that one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think on that song, I think there's no fat on that, on the lyric on that song. I think we really, we, we got what we, the only thing I add now, uh, we, there we go. It's the second line, which is all about redecorating your room. You know, when the kids leave home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we won't redecorate your room just in case you change, change your mind. It's just the way you left it, a postmodern teenage shrine. And I add soon to be on air. Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't do it on the album because it would have dated it. You yes. know, Airbnb might go to the wall in a few years' time. Who knows? Oh yeah. <coughs> yeah. Good luck trying that one, Crikey. When we've said similar things, Henry, we've we've had a, a absolute had our ears bitten off. But hey ho, Henry, <laughs> tell us about working with with Les on uh, your album from I think five years ago. Six of one and half a dozen of the other. It's been a lot of fun for me rubbing shoulders with Les on, on that Twitter recently. I'd love to meet him. He he, he looks and performs like a, a really f- fun chap and he's, with a he's lot wonderful. of talent and warmth. Yeah, tell us about that project. Oh, everybody assume I met Les, you know, we went to school together or something like that. We only met in 2014. and Is that right? We, yeah, and within within... Well, I initially thought I was doing, I've been working with this chap, Pete Riley, who's an amazing guitarist. And then we, we were doing some gigs. I did some gigs in Yorkshire and one of them went really well. And the other one was the Hebden Bridge Trades Club. And I think, ah. I think it was, I think we got some like 17 people in, you know, the day before. You know, and so you go, okay, I've got to pay Pete. I've got to pay. Okay. There's food, there's a hotel. I need to learn to do this on my own. And ironically, Pete would then go on to work with Amy Wodge, who we just mentioned before. They did three albums together. So mm. I sort of, you know, said that I introduced them and they got on really well. So I did a, a few years, a couple of years just on my own, occasionally meeting up with people at gigs. You, know, you speak to the promoter, you go, do you, do you play guitar? Yeah. Do you fancy getting up on the encore? Because <laughs> it's lonely up there on stage on your own. Yeah. So if I found somebody could play anything, right, get up, you know, get up, especially house gigs. I'd always say that, Can you know, anybody you know want to get up and play with me. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I thought, okay, I saw Les, actually he was playing in the village where we are here on Anglesey. He was just doing a sort of cover set, cover, cover band set. And I'd heard about him. And um, we, we met up and we just clicked like mm, that i mm. mean there's there's very little going on upstairs in both of our heads it's, it's <laughs> you know we share a brain we are we talk absolute bollocks from the moment we get in the car till five hours later when we arrive at the gig in london or wherever and we play dodgy <laughs> prog and uh we speak i say speak rubbish and we just laugh our way around the globe and it's been a joy to work with him and we just have such fun. So I, I, just... I really got, I really got that from the, from the gig I mentioned last week, Henry. That I, I joined you on on Zoom. Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah. There's obviously a kind of separated at birth 
<laughs> silliness. Do you know what I mean? There, and the people say it's like Morecambe and Wise with yeah. tunes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it is like we've got all those reference points. So it's a great, and the only thing sometimes is that maybe we have too much fun and it takes away so people go, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, they write songs too, do they? Yeah. But, you know, the gig the gigs we do, we'll have a lot of fun with some of the, you know, they're like Not In My Name, which is a real sort of rousing Not In My Name. We'll get all the audience going. And then we will do a Grey's New Blonde or a Valentine's song or, mm. you know, a song that is... Or, is, or an old yachts tune or something. Oh yeah, exactly. We'll, yeah, we'll do. But what I meant is, there's, there's a seriousness to when we yeah. do the serious songs. Yeah. But in be, you know, there's, um, but in between the songs, we'll we will have a laugh, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a joy to work with Les. So back in. It's amazing when you said how long ago that album came out. I am slow, aren't I? <laughs> Some people put an album out a year, but I want it, everyone to be good. Um, this was, it was Leslie's idea. Why don't we do a joint album? So we just thought six of one and a half dozen the other. Yeah. And I was able to bring back a couple of old yacht, uh, an old yacht song and an old Christian song, and then put four new songs that, you know, so it was, it worked really well. Yeah. Pick a couple out for us, Henry. I mentioned Not In My Name before, and that's quite apt at the moment with what's going on in the country. Blimey, they're driving us mad, aren't they? (laughs) Not ours. Let's not go there. (laughs) Another nice video with my old Land Rover. It's gone now. Ah, yes. And is that Um, in Anglesey that we can see? That's in Anglesey, yeah. Lovely. Four of us (laughs) squoze into the back of my Land Rover. Going around bumpy roads. Some politicians say all the right things, but they don't do right for me. They break a promise as soon as keep it. Raise your hand if you agree. <laughs> I love that bit with all the audience. Oh, it's a good video. I've not seen this. Family on a wage. Use our cash for their expenses. You can see Les trying not to laugh the whole way through this. Bailed out the bankers, not in my name. Sold up our pensions, not in my name. Messed up our healthcare, not in my name. The chap driving the Land Rover is playing harmonica as he's trying. (laughs) Yeah, don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. But that was a song that Les had started off that song. And he played it to me. I said, that's great, that Les. That's fantastic. So I said, but it needs a it needs a middle bit and it needs a little... So we just thought, came from... But he had the chorus and, it, you know, uh, right, musically right. and yeah. much a lot of the lyrics too. It's just... It's uh, a lot of fun, and, isn't it? A message that we all can agree on. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah, just play... I, I'm really p- pleased with um, Beautiful Dreamers. I like that. That's another one I did with Ian Brown. And I, th- I think this is the one that we did for Susan Boyle, perhaps. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I think it was. I forget. That's Pete Riley on guitar, my old guitarist. Nice. There's a singer with an angel's voice. 23, she made a choice. She could have been the next big thing, but gave it up. For a wedding ring And there's a ballerina stacking shelves One more year she tells herself Beautiful dreamers everywhere 
I mean, there's quite a lot of country in this, isn't there? Yes. Don't yeah. give up. Yeah, but some, some of the chords there weren't really country. Just no, maybe not, that, no. You know, it's really interesting. Lyrically, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the vocal delivery, I guess. Yeah. It's everything's a possibility And what might have been What might have been Still could be There's a friend of mine who claims that this song made her take up going to doing things like open mics and things like that. She had no oh, confidence. Really? She's got the lyrics written around her guitar. Bless her. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, she just said it. She just took on board what the what the chorus says, you know, what might have been still could be. Oh, how amazing. Right. What a lovely tribute as well for you. Yeah. Been away for a lifetime. Oh, that's the way it seems. I'm sick and tired of chasing rainbows and living on broken dreams. But now the time is right. I'm leaving tonight. Cause something is calling to me. So I'm heading the track and I'm heading on back to the you sent some fantastic uh, old recordings through, Henry, over the last few days, um, mainly things that you've been working on with with Graham and really, really good stuff. Some A, a great tune uh, called Fine, which I thought was particularly oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Can, can I jump straight to, to one that really tickled my pop taste buds? Uh, it's a song called Key to My Heart. Can you can oh, you talk yeah. talk us through that, Henry, before I play a snippet of, of, right. of both to, versions? Um, this was written in Graham's studio type thing in a, a building called Canalot, where he had a room at Canalot, and he didn't really have much recording equipment. I think right. it's only speaking to him the other week. It's only now that he's actually got his head round doing the recording. He didn't. He just had, we just had a cassette. I think <laughs> I might have even sent you the original cassette. Yeah, you I can't did. Remember. You did. Oh, no, did not, not the actual tape, but you sent us. A, a, yeah, a, a file that's uh, me obviously and Graham just doing a, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again lovely to hear, just for for my to have a reference of like me and Graham in the studio coming up with. Oh yeah, because right at the beginning, I get an idea for a baseline. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it was just song. You know, let's let's try and get a song, a, a, a girl, a, a, and it, it had to be. I think we thought of it like a girl band or a girl singer. And mm. I was working with this girl band up in North Wales uh, called TNT, and they just said. Do you fancy it? So they did the demo. Again, nothing happened with this song, and you think, well, maybe it's it's time has come and gone. But you think, wow, it's it's a it's a it's poptastic, isn't it? No, it is. It's, yeah. it's like a wax outtake, but one that could have been a single. Yeah, I, I really yeah, like absolutely, it. yeah, yeah. And um, and do I hear Rick Fenn's uh, voice and fingers on this demo? Can we can we have a listen? I, I yeah. hear I hear Rick Fenn in there. Oh right, his voice. No, it's yeah. just me. And- is it really? Yeah, it's me doing all the music and the girls singing. On which version? Oh, no, the, this is the Graham, the Graham demo. Oh, Gra- no, it's just the two no, of us. No, it's just the two, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. The thing I like about this is, I know it's a little raw in places, but clearly the whole arrangement and all the harmonies are, are worked out, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, must have, you must have done, it's not like a songwriting demo, you must have done a lot of work before you got to this point because it's basically ready to go, isn't it, in terms of arrangement? That's yeah, well, I suppose... Um, I suppose we are quite quick. I think well, this, yeah. we, we probably would have done this, but we knew, and again with that instinctive pop f- feel, we knew 
because isn't this a question and answer? yeah it is a do you love her yes yeah. I do. yeah and we've got me doing one and graham answering or whatever or, yeah. or both of us doing it yeah i think it just i i can't remember that much about it i'm just being really i was really pleased with what we came out with yeah i think it's a cracky out. tune let's have a listen <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that was my idea for uh, the intro, in case I forgot right. it. Yeah. Yes. Just on a, done on a phone cassette or a cassette machine. Yeah. Yes, I do. I guess I prefer that, that version, but th this is good. This is good yeah. too. And just a diff different key for the girls, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of start with a different bit here, don't I you? Start with, that sounds like, is that melodica? I think it might be. I think mm. it might be my melodica, right. yeah. Okay. Nice little pop tune, isn't it? It really is. It's a good one. Can, yeah. can I pick one, Sean? Please, uh, please do, go. please do. I liked, let me have a look at here. Where do lovers go? This was an interesting one. Well, was that's obviously, yeah, that was for the Dreamboats project. You can just tell because it's that sort of 60s. Where do, you know. Yeah, but lyrically, I don't know whether, presumably you are familiar with all, you know, Graham's great songs from the 60s. That some, sometimes he wrote with his father, Jaime. This reminds me, it's almost like a song Herman's Hermits could have done. It's quite an innocent, innocent um, but, you know, a very pictorial kind of lyric of, of, you know, I know it was written for a project, but it sounds like it could legitimately have come from the 60s. This well, yeah, time. which is, again, which I suppose maybe we were surprised that some of these songs weren't picked up for for Dreamboats, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I was very fortunate because Ian Brown and I got the actual title song, Dreamboats and Petticoats. Yeah, what happened there? Was it... Was it originally intended to be like an e more even balance between like old songs and, and, and newly written songs or what, what happened? Yeah, I, I think initially it was. I think because it was for the stage play. Um, right. 
it was for the stage. So we, Ian and I wrote with, with Jason Donovan, we wrote um, Dreamboats and Petticoats. Mm. Mm. And then I think the idea was let's turn this into a stage play. And um, yeah, I think it was going to be, because we, I mean, it's just I'm just looking at the titles you've got there. Uh, on Top of the World, Where Do Lovers Go, Great Expectations, the one that Graham used on his album, uh, Putting My Faith In, they were all from it. So obviously mm-hmm. it was right. an ongoing thing that I was coming down to London, <clears throat> you know, every few weeks every month or whatever and graham and i would have another go and it, it just seems yeah it's, it's just a bit sad that we didn't get one of these songs away on on it but mm. then they change obviously they must have changed the 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 idea right and it, who, who can fault it because those dreamboats and petticoats compilations just keep on selling you know yes yes <laughs> and, no. and our my songs on six of them <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. a cappella version a stage version <clears throat> original version you know version upside down i don't know i don't know how they can put any more on brilliant it's well, great. yeah, yeah you, you just land, keep, keep taking the royalty checks exactly yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> once you got your you know you landed the prize of the title track didn't you so yeah exactly was, we did yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is a demo again, isn't it, with me and Graham doing it at EMI Studios? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Harmony all the way through. Yeah. When they want to show their feelings, where do lovers go? So this is obviously it's just a reference tape for us. Yes, absolutely. Because and you don't care, you know, the bits of tuning or bits of time. You don't care. It's like I would. I didn't actually. I can't. I didn't do a follow-up version of this. I don't know why. You know, unlike Key to My Heart and Putting My Faith right. in Love, which I would have brought back here and done, um, because that is just, you can hear it's the drum, <coughs> same drum beat all the way through. You yeah, don't waste I, time. You're getting the main thing. Let's get the idea of the yeah, song down. It, I, I love the fact that we're, we're kind of eavesdropping on a song that's literally yeah. only just been born. Um, yes, which, that which you day. Haven't, you haven't quite got your tongues around it yet, and I, I love that aspect of it. I, I, that's why I'm quite surprised that we went for a whole... Harmony, almost Everly Brothers thing all yeah. the way through. Yeah, you know. it's worked yeah. out. That's what that's what struck me about these. It doesn't matter that it's a little bit. No, um, we like we like places. all that. Yeah, yeah, we, we love the harmony. No, it's absolutely. Great. Here's a here's a curio for you that that tickled me uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons. It's it's I, th- I guess from the same sort of dream coats and petticoats sessions, if we can call it that. This is your original demo, Henry, of a track called Great Expectations, but. Sadly, because I'm a geek, the thing that most interested me about this recording is is the little talky bit right at the start. Listen to this. <laughs> I, I'm so sad. Strawberry South. <laughs> Strawberry South? You see, that that pricked my ears up nice. <laughs> Strawberry South. I'm oh, sorry, you need to see lyric. That would, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And I presume you're sarcastically saying Strawberry South because you're in the bathroom or, or a back bedroom or something at the no, time. No, we're in Graham's, Graham's living room. Right, OK. okay. That's okay. why we're saying yes. <laughs> ah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must be somebody tapping their foot, mustn't it? Yeah. 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 
That'll be me copping out going, I don't know these chords, I'll just do some tapping with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might have been a damsel in distress. Check out some of the diminished. Yeah, oh God. That's why I, I, I said, I'm not playing on this. <laughs> yeah. So what the future holds, it's anybody's game. Here comes the chorus. Got no expectations, but faith in you and me, and the simple realization that BK's will be. So who cares? Here we go. What tomorrow may bring? We got today. Can we hear a little bit of the, the final one? Expectation. Oh yeah, that was it was good there because you were doing the low bit, Henry, and went high, I think, in the middle. <laughs> and then of course there's a later version, isn't there, Henry? Yeah. I didn't I didn't I, I only found this right at the end last when I sent it to you. Right. Cool. Oh. Nice. And who's singing on this? Is it is it TNT? Oh. It's Jinder. Um, oh, your friend Jinder, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jinder. He did get a song on the first Fisherman's Friends uh, film. Oh. Ah. Is that TNT? That, no, that's, no, that's Lottie Mullen. Oh. You know what? I didn't even listen to this when I sent it. Okay. <laughs> Does somebody else sing on it? Well, is it I think so, yeah. I think so. Ah. Ah, Lottie and Jinder. Wow. So what the future holds, it's anybody's guess mm. Now we ain't got great expectations But faith oh. in you and me I like those. Back in Back. the simple realisation yeah. yeah, will be case or So I think what's happened, so I've gone cares? back up Come back up north, done the... Done the um, the, the demo and then come back down to London and, and Lottie, you know, obviously me and Graham must have liked this one. Let's get somebody who can, you know, because it's so, that's so, what tomorrow? And I knew Jinder could do it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it I a thought, nice you know what? When I, when I sent this to you last week, I quickly just clicked on, I must have just clicked on Jinder's bit. And right. so, so okay. surprising hearing Lottie. Lottie okay. co-wrote um, the lovely Valentine song. Uh, on my oh. sec- the second, yeah, oh, okay. she's, yeah, she's right. fabulous. Okay. Is Lottie. One second, and uh, can I throw this one at you? I really like this because I'm mean, talking of those sort of '60s influences that we just heard. This one's a proper nod to the Kinks. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it is, isn't it? It really is. This is, is on, on top of the world. This is Graham yeah. and Henry again. I only discovered this. I've discovered this last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Kinks. I never noticed that. Yeah. Listen to the bass line. Dead End Street. Yeah, Waterloo Sunset. Yeah. This was. Oh, I'll just wait. What's the chorus like on this? Ah, Catchy as fuck is what that chorus is like. 
I wonder, you know, some, somewhere in my memory banks, I, I feel as though there was an idea of doing, because that's not your late 60s dreamboats. You know, that's not late, sorry, late 50s, early 60s. That We're more into 66 now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wonder, I seem to have recollections that there was an idea of doing another sort of dreamboats type thing, you know, using old songs from a later time, which they have actually done on those dreamboats compilation. But yeah. I think they were going to, there might have been talk of doing another a kind uh, of a long haired, a long haired version. Yeah, a long. <laughs> so, so, well, maybe just before the hair got really long, but yeah. sixty-four, yeah. five, and six. Yeah, because yeah. that right. is definitely sort of Kinks Yardbirds, isn't it? It's like yeah, uh, yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, I, I was trying to remember that when I sent that, and thinking this just seemed like a different feel from the early mm. ones, which are so 59, 60, 61, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Putting my faith in love is also, you know, yeah. Shannon, yeah. You know, Bobby Darren, that. So this yeah. is the kinks, you're right, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's like doing the Heartbeat show on TV where they started off in kind of yes. 1960 and then and then the hair, the, the sideburns get bigger and bigger, the hair gets longer. Uh, and it, and they take the you midwife. to 69. Yes, exactly. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I like I, that one because you get the, you get the impression... Uh, what's it called? Sitting on no, it's top, on top of the world. On top of the world is is the guy actually? He talks about going on a bus. Is he sitting at the, on the top deck of a bus? That's the that's the and then then yeah, it, well, uh, it was just a night out, wasn't it? You've you've yeah. done you, you've worked during the week and it's Friday night. I think that then was really he, trying right. Then it cuts to the nightclub and then he's is uh, that, that was that's what I see in my head. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. fun. I mean, great in a way doing things like that is such great fun because you're not putting your angst head on. You just yeah. you just want all you want to hear is the chap at the end of the phone going, "We love it, lads. We'll use it." <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, and so you it's great fun. Uh, and I'd, lo- gonna- I'd love to see one of you. You know, either you or Graham or both. Um, Record that and, and and put it out there, Henry. I think it's a really cracking tune. It is. It's good. Great, and I, it? I, I think Key to My Heart deserves a, a, a rerun as well. Well, I noticed what well, one that you haven't picked up on is the one that you would be least likely for Graham Goldman and Henry Priestman to do. Oh, Go yes, on. right. Which can we? Are we allowed to say it? Oh, we're allowed to say. Oh, anything oh yeah, on the, this. Uh, yeah, hmm. the rude one. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, actually, I've spelt it. We don't give a f star star star. Yes. Yeah. But it's just hilarious. I think. Okay. Lyric, and you sent us a boys' version and a girls' version. Well, we did a boys' version with Steve Balsamo, a friend of mine who was at Honsham. Yeah. And then the girls' version is TNT, and the lyrics are just ever so slightly different because the girls they just want to what they want to dance all night, and they want to the boys just want to sleep all day. I mean, we just had such fun <laughs> doing this lyric. Uh, wonderful. And um, do you want do you want me to play the boys or girls version, Henry? Oh, which which do you prefer? Uh, no, play the boys because it get in there. Yeah, yeah, we play actually the get the four letter word at yeah, the end. Yeah, absolutely, and, so and, um, and for any any fans of Ten CC who might be listening, he said with a cheeky <laughs> smile on his face. There's a bit of a crossover with the worst band in the world, I would say, with this tune. Oh, yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. It doesn't sound like Henry and Graham, does it? No. Yeah. Oh, 
That's for the audience to join in. Don't actually go I bet you had fun doing that one, Henry. Oh, it's such fun. Really great. Uh, just so, and I think I do. I don't think it actually says the F word, does it? I think it goes. It, I think no, no, the they end just say. Put the, oh, right, okay, yeah. They, I, I, think think the end, I think it does at the end. Yeah, yeah it does. It, maybe we did. Yes, it we, does. I, no. Only on the boys' version, not on the girls' yes. version. Oh, oh, yes. Only Let's on give the boys. that. We, can, we could perhaps top and tail the pod with that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so we've had we've had we've had bottom shit bastard and fuck in the same podcast. It's a record. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm no, dragging. No, 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 yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've we've had worse. We've had worse. I mean, um, talk, you're talking about you know doing more recording with Graham. That would be great. But what about doing some live work with him? You know, bringing him into the in, more intimate setting of. I can see the two. You know, because he did. He did. He played. Um, bless him. He came to. The gig we did at the Green Notes, uh, 2018, I think. Mm. The 2017, 2018. We had, uh, 2017, he came and he played uh, bass on, was it about two, two definitely on We Used To Be You. Oh. And he played the encore. Yeah, I played on about two or three tracks, bless him, and came oh. down. I'm just so oh. touched. And I did but- wonder, he says he's done, He's because I said, what about just, because obviously it's fantastic what he does with 10cc, Mm. He strips it down a bit, doesn't he, on the um, yeah. Heartful of Songs, Heartful of songs yes. tour, yeah, yeah. which is slightly different. But I just, you know, it's part, part of what I'm loving, I say I'm going to be doing this solo gig in, in a few weeks, um, a month's time, and I'm quite looking forward to that, just to be able to get that, just a tiny little audience. Now, mm-hmm. he said he did it once with, it might have been with Mick, I don't, I'm not sure, Mick Wilson, it might have been with somebody else, mm-hmm. or could have been on his own, I can't remember, but he, I remember he did it. He did a play, a gig that I'd, played a venue i played and i said what was it like graham and he said i didn't enjoy it so really? okay. maybe he, i don't know maybe he doesn't like the the you know i've because i've done a songwriter circle where he's been on and uh and, and obviously he did that one on tv that we mentioned last week but maybe he just uh, uh, for me personally i could easily not go on stage with another drummer ever again and i started <laughs> as a drummer i just think that thing of <laughs> That whole sound check rigmarole and oh god, you know, yeah, run away trucks. while they're doing the snare and toms. Um, oh, Jesus. oh, and me and Les, we can be, yeah, you know, we can sound check within fact with within five minutes. You know, yes. that's it. You don't, yeah, yeah. You okay? Yeah, you can you hear yourself? Yeah, is he all right up front? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, for me, how long have I got? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to waste it listening to the drummer going around his toms. <laughs> t- t- tell us about this. Th- Tell us about this gig you're doing in a, in a couple of weeks, Henry. What's uh, that? It's just in a little cafe here on Anglesey. Mm-hmm. It's sold out within 12 hours, but there's okay. only 30 people can come. Oh, um, wow. It's just going to be magical. Oh. I'm just I literally. I was doing the set list for it today, and where do I, where do I start? You know, where I've so it's called an evening with, which is a bit of a cop out because it means uh, I can be shit and then just you know. <laughs> Because I am, I am, I'm a shit guitarist. I will make loads of mistakes. I, I will go to the wrong chord, but I'm going to say, look, it's an evening with. You've paid for this. This is what you're getting. So, wonderful, um, wonderful. And and what's the date there, Henry? Because you never know this. Uh, well, no, the, the, no, this pod's got no chance of going out on time. Actually, this is. Oh no, it's it's twenty uh, third of April. Oh right, brilliant! We might just get it out by then with the yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the, edi- right, the editing gonna be you've a, got to do. It's going to be a <laughs> fucking four-episode pod um, <laughs> box, box set. This, <laughs> honestly, I but think I, we'll, I'm re- go on. I'm really looking forward to. It. And the lovely thing is, in the past two weeks, we got a call. My wife's an artist, 
Oh, she started painting five years ago. She's got her first exhibition in this venue. Somebody dropped out. She was meant to do it next year. They said, can you pull together an exhibition in two weeks? You know, because it... Basically, we've got them all 40 pictures we've framed in the last few days, and it's the mm. exhibition starts week after next. So I'm going to be playing a gig with lovely people, you know, people in front who know my son, and, and surrounded by all my wife's paintings. Oh, so that, that amazing. the merch that night, I'll be selling her paintings because they're <laughs> a good yeah. deal more expensive than my CDs. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I saw that that lovely photo. You, you, I think you popped it up on Twitter, actually, Hen, with all, with all your post-its on there and everything. Yeah, I've, we've sold four paintings just from that one Facebook. No. Um, yeah. Well, Nobody amazing. sells people- paintings. That's, that's brilliant. Brilliant. It's wonderful. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm so touched by it. Um, Fabulous. And they're all people who come to see me gig. So. Yeah. And your, your gig sounds <laughs> amazing, actually. You never know if I'm if I'm in, in the Manchester neck of the woods, I might uh, I'd press my nose against the glass outside, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be great. And anyway, I need to give you back all your bloody tapes as well. You, though, I know, so. yes, you've got. And I need to give you another load. I've got a whole load of video stuff now. That's my <laughs> neck. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of this self-perpetuating nostalgia machine, which is just fantastic. I've so well, enjoyed I, this, Henry. It's been well, honestly actually, the biggest you, laugh. You, you mentioned Manchester Pool. We are playing at uh, Liverpool Philharmonic, the music room. Yeah. Uh, oh, in yeah. in July, is it the July the second, whatever the Saturday is? So oh. if, can I give that a bit of a plug? Because that would be, and, yeah, and it'd be dude. lovely if you came. Both of you come up, just come up and see us. Oh, I'd love to, we'd, love, we'd to. love and I, to, and I love that corner. There's that that fabulous pub across the street as yes, well. Yes, yes, yeah. We are playing the the, the hall, not the pub. Yeah, but the not pub, the pub. The yeah. pub is right. worth visiting. Isn't just it? for the mm. toilets alone. Toilets alone, the gents' toilets. Yeah, yes. The amount yeah. of times I've been in there, and, and the lady has popped her head in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I've, I've taken photos in there and all sorts. Oh, yeah. sorry, mate. I'll uh, I'll delete that one. I think we'll any see other, you there. Any other gigs? Any other gigs, Henry? Because I've got a nasty feet. Not nasty, but I think I'm on holiday that week. But you're doing anything else? I mean, I'm not throwing myself back into gigging this year. It's slightly to do with COVID and just being a bit right. nervous about doing too many. Also, it's slightly being an old git now, pensioner, <laughs> and don't want to spend my time going up and down the motorway. So yeah, got, you've got a bus pass now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's still, that's three hours to get somewhere. You know, that three hours I could have written a song or gone for a meal with my wife. You know, she's yeah. been very uh, long-suffering. We met in okay. 1977 and yeah. uh, we're still together. But, ah, fantastic. Uh, but also I've got nothing... You know, if I was promoting a new album, and uh, as has been shown in this podcast, um, I don't work quickly. When you <laughs> right. said that, Sean, your last album was, was it five or six years ago? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, there's just a few coming up. Um, let's say some rescheduled ones, Most a lot of re- some rescheduled ones. Um, we did one last uh, Songwriter Circle, me, Les, and Pete Riley last weekend, and that was great to get back out there. So. Yes. Right. I've got no voice left now. This is uh, look what you've done to me. Thank God I've yeah, got no yeah. You're a broken out. man. Yeah. I'm a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> well, not as broken as I'll be after editing this this bloody lot. Yeah. <laughs> you poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be that'll be me. It, it'll be every weekday morning for the next three weeks. But I, I oh, love. But I love it. I love it. Oh. I love it. It's great. It's, this has it, been def- definitely the most in depth interview I've ever done. Oh, you know, really? we've touched on things on, and lovely to be able to touch on. Well, quite a few songs you've played that nobody's ever... They're not out there. So it's lovely that they are out there in some form. People have heard we, of them. We are privileged to hear those, so we thank we you are, for that. Thank you so much for, for those little exclusives. And, and, and it and means it, a lot to us. And great that Graham was cool with me. You know, yeah. I, I ran it past him, you know. Yeah. But, um, oh, bless him. He's yeah. so good like that, you know. And we can yeah. put out any old any old stuff. <laughs> and and, and he's, never, he's never quibbled, you know. 
He's amazed at that stuff you've found from the, the 60s, from the... That band he was telling telling me about that last week. Oh, is, Black, Brown and Beige. Yeah. 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 Um, he said he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe, You know, what a lovely to suddenly find songs that you'd totally forgotten about. Well, it was a bit like me, that Top of the World track, I had totally forgotten about that. I went, right. what's this? I just had to have yeah. Top of the World, GG. I went, oh, that could be, a, that's probably a Graham Gulman or a Gloria yeah. Gaynor yeah. song. And, and I've not worked with Gloria. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I just but, had a listen and went, oh, wow, that's, that's, I remember that now. It all comes back. And yeah. as soon as you hear them, you get, oh, yeah. Yeah, it comes back, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, Henry, good luck with everything. I hope that um, the, the art installation gig uh, goes a storm. And the, the, I bet those those 30 people are going to have a, the most fantastic night. Oh, we'll have a fantastic night. Yeah. Uh, where do I start, though? I'm going to start with old. I think that's the only <laughs> thing I know is the first song. And I'll probably finish with Don't You Love Me No More because that's a cracker to end, get, to get the audience singing along. But in between, who knows where I'll go. Will somebody film it, do you think, so they can put that it up could, on YouTube? Uh, yes, they will do because... This, uh, this lady Stevie Baker comes on. She she films everything. She's oh, always great. there in the front row, front row with her. Yeah, I'm sure she'll. If not the whole lot, she'll she'll get quite a few songs anyway. Superb, superb. All right. Well, Henry, bless you. Thanks so so much for your time. We've loved it, um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk anon, won't we? Yeah, yeah. We're talking on. All yeah, right. See you We have, we have gone through a lot. It has been a tough journey. Um, the, the coming back was also very tough. Uh, so you, you do realize that, you know, coming back to a daughter who is nearly eight, I left her when she was not even two. There was a whole lot to catch up with Richard um, and Gabriella and getting to know them better. So I would appreciate, you know, the privacy and um, yeah, and, and thank you very, very much. been listening to the consequences podcast produced by paul mcnulty and sean mccreevy thanks for listening